Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now. Good morning to you. It is one minute and 15 seconds after the hour of five in this, the month of September in the year of our Lord, 2009. I'm just going to say this. It's a, it's a bad year to be a pancreas. There's, there's just no getting around that fact. I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to uh, We're waiting this. for you to wiggle your way out of that. No. Oh, no, no, no. That's, no, that's just a fact. That's, yes. that's just a statement of scientific accuracy, Tim. I was going to say, actually, that I was pondering whether or not to identify the uh, the author of this next statement, but I'll just say that it was our uh, it was our good friend Todd, who usually creates most of the horrible things that are said on this program. Usually, if you were to take if you were to take an overview, a snapshot of this show over the course of I don't know six months, and boil down most of the socially inappropriate or just plain awful things that come out of of here, I would say a good. 15% of those, I mean, a truly disproportionate amount, come from our friend Todd, who is a uh, who is an educator of the youth in the ways of Christ uh, on weekends, spends the rest of his time, which I think is some sort of atonement for the fact that he's just, he's just awful uh, the other six days of the week. So I went home yesterday and I took a nap and I woke up at around, uh, I don't know, 6.30, 7 o'clock and I checked my, you know, my phone, you know, you wake up and you, you look at your Blackberry or whatever. And I was greeted with all kinds of emails and texts and whatever about the Swayze thing. And the first one I saw was from Todd. It was just the worst thing I've ever read. And God help me, I laughed. May the sweet Lord above forgive me. I giggled at it. Who wants to hear it? I do. I'm in the mood for a giggle. Keep in mind that what I'm about to say, this is not me saying it. This is not... Uh, you're just is reading you saying it. it. I mean, I'm passing it's it along, though. It's, uh, I'm saying it, the idea didn't, it didn't originate uh, with me. This is. I'm simply the conduit. I am uh, I'm a vessel, Sarah. I'm passing along a sentiment created by somebody else. By somebody else, I mean our friend Todd. Whatever helps us sleep at night. I woke up and I checked my Blackberry and it just said... Again, this isn't my thought. This is uh, this is his that I am relaying to you because he's not here to do it himself. He's at home, probably engaging in some act of penance. I woke up from my nap yesterday and my BlackBerry just said, "Nobody put Swayze in a casket." That's it. And God help me, I chuckled, and I felt bad. I immediately regretted it, and then I laughed again, and then I felt bad again, and then it just kind of went on in that fashion. That was the pattern that repeated all. I got so many. Or are we just doing the horrible joke thing now that we got from other people? I, I suppose. I got nobody puts uh, Swayze in the coroners. <laughs> Don't make me, make me laugh again. And then there's another horrible one that I'll, uh, that I'll write down for you and see what uh, you think before I, I would say. It was just so awful. And then I was just thinking about the pancreas thing and just how that that's the new black, really, pancreatic cancer. Uh, Steve Jobs managed to beat it, so that's what almost killed Steve Jobs last year, this year. Uh, pancreatic cancer, and Swayze, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, our friend uh, Scott Moritz. Uh, I think it was uh, pancreatic cancer uh, with him. It's just uh, that 
That's a thing. It's a thing that I never even really heard. I mean, I you know, heard of it, but you didn't hear about it being omnipresent about a year and a half ago. Now it's just sort of everywhere. So I'm going to walk real lightly. Uh, I don't even know where my pancreas is. I don't know where it is. Like, it's inside me somewhere with guts and black stuff around it, but I don't I don't know what it does. Like, I couldn't locate. I couldn't pick it out of a lineup. Well, in any event, you can see a pancreas standing in a lineup. I have no. I mean, here's here's some things I don't I don't uh, know what they do. I don't know where they are. Pancreas, gallbladder, spleen, bile duct. No idea. I mean, they're there. I guess with all the other stuff, but what do they look like? Wouldn't wouldn't a good place to start to answer those questions would be your wife? Isn't she a nurse? Yeah, but she's not around. She's in Utah. Oh. She's not really. Uh, you know, I guess. Oh, I she could... accept a text message. Yeah, me. but how would that, how would that help if I said, "Hey, what, what does my pancreas look like?" It, and she'd answer. She'd text back. Well, it's mushy and it's inside. I mean, there's really no way to. Sarah, what does your pancreas look like? I have no idea. Yeah, see, there you go. See, I'm not alone. This is it a wormy looking thing? It's a wormy looking. I thing. thought it was more of like a stomachy looking. Remind thing. me to not to not to have you operate on me. I don't know. Pull the stomach kind of wor- looks like a hot water bottle. <laughs> You're gonna root around inside till you find a wormy looking thing. <laughs> it's five zero three two two eight four one zero one. If you would like to join us today via the telephone, five zero three. Two two eight four one zero one, or you can text it five two zero five one. You can email if you like as well. It's Rick at RickEmerson.com. Rick at RickEmerson.com. Sarah with an H at KUFO.com. Tim at KUFO.com. And uh, Greg Nibbler, our esteemed production assistant, can be reached at Nibbler, N-I-B-L-E-R, at KUFO.com. Today, a pair of passes to see Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 and four tickets to Shine a Light, a night at the museum, which is a uh, sort of art exhibit slash get-your-drink-on thing happening at the uh, Portland Art Museum. Also today, we'll talk to Dax Holt from TMZ. They're undoubtedly going to uh, speak about the, uh, the Swayze thing. Uh, remember like a day ago when the big story was Kanye West? Oh, and I saw him on Leno last night. Yeah, we have sound from that. Yeah, that A was, very uninspired debut program. Yeah, but that was, that was legitimately sort of interesting, though, the, the Leno thing. That was the only moment where he approached anything that might even remotely be considered amusing. So we'll get to uh, that. Dax Holt, uh, Don Taylor from Movies.com will be here. Saul Rubinek, who uh, you may not know his name, but you've seen him in a, a, just a billion films. And if you watch uh, Warehouse 13 on Sci-Fi, or whatever it's called now, uh, you've seen him on that. So he is a uh, cast member of Sci-Fi, which is of uh, Warehouse 13 on Sci-Fi, which has just been renewed for its second season. And uh, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll talk to Chad Hensley, who's one of the first contestants uh, for KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest. So that is all on the way, uh, ladies and gentlefolk. We're joined today, as always, by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon. Good morning to you. Good morning. I tried to go see Halloween 2 yesterday, but then um, I couldn't find a time to which suited my needs, so I ended up going to see uh, Extract. Oh, the, uh, the Mike Judge thing, which I keep meaning to see and I haven't. Yeah. It was. You? you just did a Mike Judge thing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a little. Uh, you were meta just now. <laughs> it was. It was decent. I'm gonna need this say. to be better. Yeah. Um, the first part of it was pretty boring, but then like Jason Bateman can basically save anything. Yeah. You know. So I mean, it's, it was entertaining to watch Jason Bateman. Not the best movie I've ever seen. Not terrible. Who else is in it? Mila Kunis is in it. And, Mila Kunis and. Gosh, uh, I think that's the only other big name. It's some like uh, this actress named something Wig, like W I I G. I think she might I be on Mad TV. Greg or Nibbler. He's uh, gesticulating wildly on the other side of the glass. Isn't uh, Ben Affleck in it? Ben Affleck is Wait, in it. Wait, you completely forgot <laughs> Ben Affleck. How sad for him. Well, he's just like such a secondary character because he's like his kooky friend who does drugs and owns a bar and he's not in it very much. All right, then. But, um, yeah, it was not It was not terrible. I remember a time when Ben Affleck being in a movie would have been notable. and so I guess it's kind <laughs> of notable now that he's in a movie. Apparently, it's just not all that interesting. He did look good with shaggy hair, I have to say. 
I like Ben Affleck. I'm rooting for him to have a big comeback at some point. Assuming he's not killed by pancreatic cancer, which I, I get the feeling it's going to kill one of us before the end of the show. So everybody just be looking around real carefully. At the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim. Riley in the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone, from the KUFO News Center in downtown Portland. 5.06 now. This is going to be the last nice day for the rest of the week, so enjoy it. It's going to be sunny with highs in the 70s, but rain comes in tomorrow. Well, more bad news. Oregon's jobless rate ticked upward in August. It is now 12.2%. That's impossible, Tim. I was told that the uh, recession is over and the economic recovery is in progress. Not in Oregon. The state's economy shed more jobs, 6,600 more last month, as we continue to struggle through the deepest recession in decades. But here's good news. Violent crime in Oregon has hit a 40-year low. Property crime hasn't been this low since 1966. Violent crime dropped 10.6% 10.6% from 2007 to 2008, the lowest since 1970. I'd be curious to know about theft uh, and how theft is is affected by the recession, whether theft is up. Oh, yeah. We read more about theft all the time. Because they always say that, you know, poverty and whatever, whatever leads to, to, to violent crime. But I this. But this isn't. I mean, it is poverty, but it's sort of a, it's sort of a weird sloping poverty. It's you know with, with the economy trending downward as opposed to the bottom just falling out, you know, overnight. So I'd be curious to know if people are being burgled, uh, perhaps more often. Well, we hope not. So I was watching the television last night, and uh, just before Larry King came on, there was this announcement. Can I buy you guys a drink? Breaking news tonight. The Associated Press reporting that actor Patrick Swayze has died. He was suffering from pancreatic cancer. He was diagnosed in January of 2008. He's been undergoing chemotherapy and other treatments at the Stanford University Medical Center. It's not tragic to die doing what you love. You want the ultimate. You've got to be willing to pay the ultimate price. It'll get worse before it gets better. It's that place where you lose yourself and you find yourself. You don't know it yet, but you got it. It's right there. The actor who got a generation up on their feet for some dirty dancing. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Dancing is something that Swayze said was always part of who he was. My mother's a choreographer, so I sort of had no choice. He had a dozen credits to his name. Among them, Red Dawn and the Francis Ford Coppola film, The Outsiders. Moved them to tears in the movie Ghost. Whenever anything good in my life happens, I'm just afraid I'm going to lose it. Part of the ride and the growth is the up and down. It can be just as hard to live through the ups as it, c- it can be to live through the down. He was born on August 18, 1952. Just turned 57 years old only a few weeks ago. Am I dying? Am I giving up? Am I on my deathbed? Am I saying goodbye to people? No way. I saw you with those guys. You're a pit bull. You didn't hesitate. They didn't back you down an inch. And that is very rare in this world. That's such a cheap shot that they're that using so the pandering. Unchained Melody. Bastards. Oh, I would have done the same thing, though. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, good. For them, I, I couldn't have improved it. No, no, that was, and you could tell they knew that it was, uh, you know, the the way to pull everybody's heartstrings mm-hmm. because they kept it playing even when then there was other music happening in the sound clips and it just sounded like a big clattering disaster. They kept running it because that's uh, that's how you reach uh, that's how you reach Americans right there. Well done. So what's uh, going on with the Iraqi shoe thrower? He's out of jail. The man who threw his shoes at former President George W. Bush has been released after nine months in prison. He said Iraqi forces tortured him with beatings, whippings, and electric shocks. That seems unlikely. I know. Somebody had ordered them for some reason. But, I, I, well, I guess, well, no. See, that seems... Let me, let me revise my statement. It seems likely that they would be uh, beating a guy and electrocuting him and hooking up his junk to a car battery. No, I mean, I can see that. Beaten with iron bars, whipped with cores, and then electrocuted in the backyard of buildings in the green zone. Why would you... That's a good, that's a good area. That's like the Beverly Hills of Baghdad, <laughs> if there is such a place. 
I don't understand. Both of those things don't seem like they could be true. That you would hit a guy with a cord, which is real soft. Maybe and then these also, are different days. But, but then also beat him with an iron bar, which is real hard. Like, what is the point? What is, why? Maybe there is a menu and, and choices every day. Is one of those an appetizer for the yes. other? So you start with, Would Monsieur care to start with something more low impact? Perhaps a feather duster uh, in your eye. And then, and, and then they, and then they, and then they just move to a brick. And That's then, exactly the way it happened. And by, sure. by the time you get to the uh, dessert, really, it's just, uh, it's just big, uh, it's just big clubs full of nails. That's really your only Please, choice. May I begin with a swifter? No, I'm sorry. We are out of everything but cattle prods for your anus. Um, but it seems unlikely that they would beat a guy for throwing a shoe at George Bush. Who, as I understand it, wasn't really all that popular in the rest of the world. I, maybe I'm wrong about it. Maybe I'm remembering No, he was beloved. He wasn't even popular here. No. I mean, in this room. Well, in any well with half of America. I suppose. Let's do uh, one more here, and then we will uh, take a break. A senior vice president for Wells Fargo fired for hosting lavish parties at a bank-owned beachfront mansion in Malibu. The bank said their investigation found that this person violated company policies. Uh, he was responsible for Wells Fargo foreclosed commercial properties, reportedly using a 3,800-square-foot foreclosed beach home for lavish parties. Uh, reports are the previous owners of the house had paid $12 million for it, but lost a fortune to convicted swindler Bernie Madoff and his now infamous Ponzi scheme. Wells Fargo foreclosed on the property. The bank said, quote, We deeply regret the activities that have taken place, and they do not reflect the conduct we expect from our team members. I think we've now reached the point where you can do anything you want as long as you then regret it the next day. Or cry. Really, the entire world has become Catholic. You know what I mean? I'm going to the Museum of Tolerance after (laughs) murdering three dozen people. Exactly. That's totally what it is, right? It's the, uh, oh, my God, I'm heartily sorry for having for taking Taylor Swift's microphone away. Um, you look very nice, Terry. You look very 80s today. That's a, that's kind of a... that Tim, doesn't that outfit look sort of 80s? It does. You kind of look like you're out of a Nagel painting. Oh, I rode my bike again today, so this is what I deliriously put on You look like morning. you belong in a, a girl band. <laughs> For Halloween, you should... Do you know what a Nagel painting is? You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, I'm so old. Greg, Nibbler, Nagel painting? See, this is one of those things where you're just, I think, a couple years younger than I am. Well, you're like early 30-something, so I think... Is it yeah. Nagel? Nagel, N-A-G-E-L. You know when you see it. Speaking of feeling old, yesterday we met people that we worked with like 11 years ago, and I, my God, we're all still in this business after all this time. I was, can't believe how old I feel. It was bizarre. We uh, Yesterday we uh, were speaking with our good friend Mike Everhart, who, uh, with whom we have been cheerfully reunited in a That's professional so sense. And, and we, James Derby, who I worked with even before that. And the weird thing is, well, like especially with Mike, where we worked with him 11 years ago, like 100 yards away from where we are right now, which is just bizarre. And that we're all inexplicably still here. So did you look up Nagel painting? I did. That's exactly. It's like the Take On Me video, kind of. Sort of, but and, and they more... did some of the art for Duran Duran as well, okay. where it's like the women are all it's like white and these and very stark lines. It looks like the like when you go to pastels. get your haircut at some like place that hasn't updated their signage. So they still have the eighties ladies in the window. Do you mean the place on Hawthorne and thirtieth? Uh, oh no, I was thinking about the place on twentieth and Burnside next to the oh. plaid. Oh, there's more than one. Awesome. <laughs> They're everywhere. Uh, okay, uh, straight ahead, uh, we'll have more news from Tim Riley coming up later on. Saul Rubinek from Warehouse 13 on Sci-Fi. Don Taylor from Movies.com. Dax Holt from TMZ. It's the uh, Rick Emerson radio program. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Stay right there. It's Tuesday morning. The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO.
Hey, man, it's the Rick Emerson Show. It's 503-228-4101. This is Rock 101 KUFO. Coming up uh, next hour, we'll talk to Saul Rubinek from uh, Sci-Fi's Warehouse 13, just renewed for a second season. Don Taylor from Movies.com at 7 o'clock. Dax Holt from TMZ at 8. And uh, coming up at uh, 8.20 today, we'll talk to Chad Hensley, who is the uh, first competitor in KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest. Or the first person we're talking to. Anyway, one of the uh, competitors. It is 503-228-4101 at the news desk. Your personal savior, Tim Ryan. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone, from the KUFO News Center in downtown Portland. It is now 538. And this is going to be the last nice day for a long time, so enjoy it. Sunny skies, highs in the 70s, and then the rain comes in tomorrow, and it's going to stay for a few days, and then everybody's going to be very, very unhappy. Uh, three suspects have been arrested for that gang related stabbing that left an 18 year old dead. He was walking with a friend when two gangsters got out of a car in Beaverton, asked about his gang affiliation, then stabbed him to death. Meanwhile, DNA evidence has led to the arrest of Terry Anderson as a suspect in a string of Vancouver crimes that involved stabbing people with hypodermic needles. Apparently, he'd walk right up to somebody, and then he'd just stab them with one of these needles and then run away. An acid-like substance has been used to vandalize more than a dozen Hummers at a northeast Portland car lot. It eats the paint right off them. Vic Alfonso Hummer has called in the FBI to determine if environmental lunatics are responsible. They always are, Tim. I think we know. Back on this business of the, the needle-stabbing guy. Needle-stabbing. Wait, so you say they've arrested a guy who was doing that? They, yes. they found who they think? A what, suspect. But what kind of a crime is that? I mean, what was the was, was he mugging people or stealing something? Or was it I ju- guess he was just going up to them and stabbing them. Just for fun? Mm-hmm. With a, I mean, not fun for them, presumably, but for <laughs> not him. Not fun for them, no. The, uh, the but stabbing them with hypodermic needles and then running away. Yes, that's really creepy, and not just in the normally creepy way. Because you figure, I mean, there's there's obviously something wrong with a guy if you like to just stab folks anyway. But don't you think there's probably something specifically wrong with him? Because otherwise, why would you use a hypodermic needle, which is which is not that easy to obtain? I would think it's easier to get a regular. Well, he's a, knife. he's a transient. So. Transients have access to everything. I what if they have like needle exchanges and stuff? Well, that's true. Okay, yeah. so I mean, I was, I was just wondering if it may was... I exchange my needle for a new one, Mister Transient. Oh, certainly. Oh, I just happen to have a couple with me. This one's got uh, this one's got blood of the innocents all over it. It's uh, I'll need it. I'll need something else. All right, here's Tim Riley. So uh, Taylor Swift uh, says what she was thinking when Kanye West took the stage at the award show. Well, I-, I was standing on stage and I was really excited because. I had just won the award. I never actually thought that would have happened. And then I was really excited because Kanye West was on the stage. Yo, Taylor. I'm really happy for you. Then I wasn't so excited anymore. What a bunch of sloppy edits. Yeah, who, where is that from, that audio? Metro. Well done, Metro. Jeez. This is being edited together by five-year-olds. I know. So uh, Whitney Houston was interviewed by Oprah. Would you like to hear some of these? I have a whole... Uh, Whitney Houston? Whitney Houston, yeah. Wait a minute. Are we already done with the Taylor Swift, Kanye West thing? Or are you, For now. Uh, are we doing more of it later? More of it later. All right. Good tease, Tim. You I'm don't excited. give away everything Tim, in gonna, one sitting. I'm going to keep listening. Just, uh, just to hear more of that. That's why we do it that way. All right. Uh, Whitney Houston tells Oprah that Bobby Brown spit in her face. What's the worst thing he ever said to you that you can share? I just remember this moment. Um, it was his birthday. And I came to a party at a club in, in Atlanta, Buckhead, and he really got really drank a lot that night. He drank a lot. And for some reason, everything that I, I did, I tried to do to make him happy, it would turn on me kind of thing. 
it was like, like today I understand it because it says they, the very people that the alcoholics they love, they try to abuse, you know what I'm saying? He cursed me all the way home in front of his parents, and then he spit on me. How did you feel? I, I was horrified. He spit on me in my face. She sounds a lot like Miley Cyrus for some reason. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. I, there's, we, there's something happening. Should I be did answering not, this, this Did you phone? not put on your phone software? Uh, it's on. It's running right now. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. You All just, right, then I'm having trouble with mine. Let's everyone quit talking for just one second. Here's what was just happening. So as we were playing this Whitney Houston soundbite, which I apologize in advance, we're not going to play again because I didn't hear it. Sarah was mouthing some word at me, and Sarah and I've gotten pretty good at lip reading, and I I couldn't quite tell what she was mouthing at me just now. So I leaned forward, and you said something three different times, but for whatever reason, my ears are all wonky today, and I didn't understand it any of the times, and it was sort of like serial, and I couldn't understand. But it was something about my phone screening software. Is that right? Yes. So I guess it's the problems on Greg's end. So is it, Greg, are you trying to type messages to me on my screen? Yes, I was trying to, but I was Okay, yeah, that's a... Should I type something to somebody since I'm not really doing it? Let's all type something to someone. Uh, Yeah, so my call screening software is up, but there's nothing appearing on it, Greg, which indicates to me that it's probably not working. Should I be answering this call? Yes, this is a listener who can explain what crimes you can be charged with for needle stabbing. Hello, listener who can explain what crimes I can be charged with for needle stabbing. How can I help you this morning? Uh, I don't know. I figured maybe I can help you guys out a little bit. All I do know is that it's funny you played that Whitney Houston soundbite with the spitting. Well, at least you heard it. Yes. <laughs> if only I knew what you were talking about. But yes, go ahead, sir. Uh, no, you hear all the stories about people spitting on people. And, uh, you know, you can get charged with assault with a deadly weapon, things like that for... Uh, bacterial infection and all kinds of crazy stuff like that. If you're running around shanking people with a hypodermic needle, I think you're setting yourself up for some pretty serious charges. Well, he's homeless. I mean, uh, I guess it's all relative to him. But my whole thing about the stabbing of the needle was, before I knew that it was a homeless guy doing it, I wondered if there was some psychological motivation. Because otherwise, I was, I was going to say that otherwise you would just get a knife. You just stab a guy with a knife. Right, like, right. why get why go to the trouble of getting a needle unless... The unless the, uh, the the mechanism, you know, the, unless the weapon itself had some sort of psychological significance to the perpetrator. But if you're homeless, you probably have more access to needles than you do knives because there's needle right. exchange places everywhere. Or environmental lunatics. Or environmental lunatics. That's always the answer. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a good day, guys. All right. There you go. Well, that shed less light than I was led to believe, but it was still entertaining. All right. Showerheads that kill. A new study finds showerheads are sprewing out a face full of pathogens. The study conducted by the face University... full of pathogens. Mm-hmm. Do yes. not want. <laughs> well, the study was conducted by the University of Colorado. Apparently, they, they paid some students a certain amount of money to have this stuff spit in their faces. It reveals a 30% spike in high levels of a type of bacterium that's linked to pulmonary disease. Researchers tested 50 showerheads on unsuspecting kids in nine large cities in seven states. They found that the showerhead acts like an aerosol spray, allowing for an easily inhalation of pathogen-filled drops. They suggest using non-metal showerheads. Replace them all. There are zillions of them. Oh, and the other suggestion is take a bath instead. Okay. Is all showerheads? All metal showerheads. But they're filled with pathogens. That is correct. It's spitting it right in your face. Right. Linked to pulmonary disease. (laughs) I'm just terrified now. Everything that has happened in the last five minutes on the show has served to fill me with fear. Why are the showerheads filled with pathogens? I don't know who filled them, but they are. But I mean, it's like a gag, like hey, you know. No, it's it's true. Like this, I'm being punked somehow. We filled no, the showerhead with pathogens. This is what the shower revealed. 
But I mean, when you say a pathogen, that's not like Ebola. I mean, is it just like is something it, like that? Yes. Is it just like some some sort of funk that grows in there and doesn't and you can't get it all the way out because it's because it's metal or something? Is it a, sort of like a like a wooden cutting board as opposed to a plastic well, cutting board? Pathogens. Pathogens can. <laughs> what is poetry? <laughs> it is a Greek word. It's a biological agent that causes disease or illness to its host. There are several pathways whereby pathogens uh, can invade a host, primarily for different episodic time frames. But soil contamination has the longest, most persistent potential for harboring a pathogen. Are you <laughs> answering my question about showerheads by just reading the Wikipedia entry for pathogen? I am. Awesome. But you know what else? Residents of Woodburn have noticed some strange things in their tap water, including tiny worm-like fly larvae. Uh- Okay, we'll talk. And it's all because we, Woodburn refuses to chlorinate. We have to stop. We come back, we'll have more on worms in the Woodburn water supply. Jesus, God Almighty, what kind of a program is this? It's 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. More coming up straight ahead, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Stay there. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. This is the Rick Emerson Show. You're a piece of crap. I'm going to use you as a footstool while I read a book. On Rock 101 KUFO. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It's 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. Coming up later on this morning, Ball Talk. With uh, Greg Nibbler. Uh, Don Taylor will be here for Movies.com. Actor Saul Rubinek from Warehouse 13 on the Sci-Fi Network. Dax Holt from TMZ. And uh, we'll talk to uh, the first of our competitors for KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest coming up at uh, 8.20. This uh, from the text at 52051. It just says, Rick, how dumb can you be? How many dumb questions can you ask? I feel sorry for Tim. I haven't kept track of them. I know, because at this point there would be uh, it would be ludicrous to do so. I was just unclear on why your showerhead would be, quote, filled with pathogens. Well, I just visited the Museum of Bacteria. I bet that's a fun place. And you can, too. Bacteriummuseum.org. Bacteria that cause diseases are called pathogenic bacteria. They can cause diseases in humans, animals, and plants. It can make a host ill. And even as guests, depending on the highest specific key of the bacteria. On the what? I don't know. Uh, Just checking. So uh, shower heads are bad, and that's the uh, the newest big deal about this. So you can learn more about bacteria by going to bacteriamuseum.org. I'm sorry. It seemed I Membership was, is free. Bring the kids. I was trying to find some appropriate music to go with your discussion of bacteria. Sort of a... Try that again. Bacteria and you. When an infectious disease spreads around the area, and the cases of new infection reach a certain number, we call it an epidemic. Read about epidemics or visit the Epidemics home site. On the other hand... I don't want to go to the Epidemics home site. Well, that's that's after you visit the Bacteria Museum. Worst vacation ever. Daddy, I don't want to go to the Epidemics. Shut up and get in the car. I've already booked our tickets. All right. Here's Tim Riley. Is that a formal introduction? I don't know. <laughs> Have we played the news intro? I, I'm so unclear. Are about we doing the news? Exactly I, what's going I on. I don't really know what's going on at any moment on the show. It's, uh, it's a big miss with Tim Riley. Good morning for the KUFO News Center downtown Portland. 549 now. 
Enjoy the day. What was that? Nothing. It's going to be really nice today. High temperature is going to be in the 80s, sunny skies. But starting tomorrow and for the rest of the weekend, possibly through the weekend, it's going to be rainy and miserable. So is the rainy season officially beginning? I mean, in other words, is it is this the opening act for the rainy season? This is the opening act. Oh, yeah. God, All I've right. got to get my car fixed then. I'm yeah. not riding in the rain at 3 o'clock in the morning. Your car isn't fixed? Well, I mean, I know you've been biking, but I thought it's because you were a good person. No, because oh, okay. my car isn't. Fixed. All right. Well, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't want to be the having the the bike if it's just a downpour at three in the morning. That's not going to be fun at all. So, all you Woodburn residents or residents of any other town who do not want chlorination, listen to this and heed. Residents in Woodburn are noticing strange things in their tap water. They are tiny, worm-like flying larvae that are showing up in your drinking water. It's all because you do not chlorinate. Woodburn Public Works plans to flush. 98 miles of water line to temporarily remove these worms, but they warn the problem will continue if the water remains unchlorinated. Still don't want it? Why are there worms in the water again, and how small are they that they're actually coming out of the faucet? They won't put I, I did not water. do a study on the Woodburn worms. But I mean, I mean, I understand that. First of all, I thought water was just chlorinated, uh, period. I thought that was no, a, no, no, a, a mandate. Is this like, are they? It, do, it goes from city to city. They vary. Are they uh, Are they also on the we don't want fluoride kick? Mm-hmm. Is this uh, Is there something wrong with the people in Woodburn that we're not uh, discussing well, openly they, here? Um, no, there are other towns that do not want chloride in, uh, chlorine in their water. So, I don't like Woodburn. So does the water, I mean, does it just come out of, uh, where does the water come from then? In other words, does it just... Does it just come straight from uh, from from rain or from the reservoir right into the faucet with no cleaning in between? I would assume so. Boy, that just, just isn't enough. That's just deeply gross. I mean, that's like drinking water right out of the river. Basically, There's, yes. Science is your friend, people of Woodburn. And I think the way that nature demonstrates that is by filling your tap water full of worms. Imagine if you were just getting a big glass full of worm-filled water in the morning. I just want to know something good that comes from Woodburn. All that comes there is like uh, traffic congestion. Don't they have factory outlet stores? No, no, no. And, and... No, they're traffic congestion. No, and Welch's grape jelly. Uh, in fact, Welch's jelly in general comes from, uh, from, okay, from Woodburn. Okay, I like grape jelly, but I am so tired of being stuck on I-5 driving by Woodburn because people are trying to save $2 on something. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, and that, I get I'm stuck in traffic for an hour and a half because somebody, some fat ass in front of me like needs to go and... I'm going to go buy a new uh, wristband for my fossil watch, and I'm going to save $1.50 on it if I drive all the way to Woodburn. $10 on gas getting out there. Exactly. Here's Tim Riley. A woman was injured after two people broke into her home. The suspects are armed with a knife, assaulted her after breaking into her home at Southeast 118th and Powell. Apparently, there are some marijuana plants there. By the way, Greg Greg has also noted, uh, for you alcoholics, uh, that hops comes from... uh, Hops come from Woodburn as well. Well, well, well noted, Greg Nibbler. Good, 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 good looking out, as they say. Well, 18-year-old Justin Duham made a terrible mistake trying to rob a pregnant woman in her home. Justin Duham. He pulled a gun. Well, she told him she had her bigger one. Drop it. Well, I started walking downstairs asking what was he doing in my house, and he took off walking, and so I didn't want him uh, coming back or making off with our stuff, so I grabbed a shotgun and went out and looked for him. Where was this? Alabama. Okay, but not, so it wasn't here. I mean, it sounds like it could have been in some of the unincorporated areas around here. Well, good for her. It did. Uh, how about some more Whitney Houston cuts? Okay. Are you tired of hearing No, no, no. Them? I didn't even hear the first one. That's the thing. You <laughs> I'm played not playing it. that one again. You, but but, but you, you have to at some point because I need to know the setup. Or you can just explain. So th- this is because there was a technical glitch happening earlier, and so I wasn't really able to hear it. Why was Whitney Houston on the Oprah Winfrey show? Why not? It's a big interview. But is she promoting something? She's promoting the fact she's still alive. <laughs> and then Bobby Brown spit on her? Cash yes. those chips in. Does she have a new record out? Yes. Yes. Is it out now? 
I'm not sure. Yeah, is it an album or a single? Do we have any? Because the only reason I ask is because they've postponed it like a thousand times. I mean, it was like her own Chinese democracy. It just, it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Well, in our last, yes. Oh, I was going to say, that's what she was singing in Central Park for mm-hmm. last week. And then she so badly mangled that. And then she blamed it. On the fact that she had done this Oprah interview, that's the sort of that's the reason um, I, th- this interview is interesting. Because don't blame stuff on Oprah. That's not smart. Be, because I I can't sing because I was talking all day on Oprah. She and, sounds like Miley Cyrus. And it's yeah, that's the thing is like it sounds like her voice is already bad here. So let's let's okay. So, she released it on August thirty first, and the album's called "I Look to You." And I every, look to you. Everybody <laughs> ran out to buy it. Yeah, <laughs> everybody ran out to buy. It. Since we didn't even know it was in in existence. So in our first episode. Uh, uh, Bobby Brown had spit in her face. In retaliation, Whitney hit Bobby Brown with a telephone. I called a friend. I said, come get me now because it's, it's at his turning point now. And I was almost two feet out the door at that point in time. Was, I was ready to go. And I asked him to come get me. And he pushed me against the wall. Like, yeah, come get her. Like, I was on the phone. And I went back and I took the phone and I hit him over the head with it. And he just fell out on the floor like all this... It was just drama, you know, drama. My daughter came down the stairs. She saw Daddy, you know. Blood? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a happy family. Mom, what did you do? I said, I told him not to do it. I kept saying, I told him not to do this. It was just one of those moments. It was just hateful. Oh, it happens. Ugly. I'm glad they've been allowed to keep their children. That seems like a smart idea Jeez. on the part of somebody. First, so this this is why this is interesting, because... When her voice was so trashed in Central Park, she was blaming it on the fact that she'd been speaking on the Oprah show when clearly her voice is just hosed. Anyway, almost as though she spent a lot of time like huddled over in a closet. That means she can play something. 20 more years in Vegas. I, I swindle the tourists. It's hard to imagine. I can't really remember a time when Whitney Houston uh, could sing and was known as a singer. I mean, I know that that time existed. I lived through it. I think 85 or 86. But I don't really remember it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sort of aware that it existed. That's when she was flipping her hair around, which had all that yeah, hair I mean, on the wig or whatever it was. It's like remembering when Liz Taylor was, uh, you know, was known for being young and gorgeous and not crazy. Uh, you know, you can't, I mean, you know what happened, but you don't really uh, recall it all that clearly. Um, so that's, uh, anyway, so there you go. So that's uh, that's Whitney Houston. So we'll have more later. We should do this. Oh, by the way, it's not. It, it, I don't know if Welch is there or not, but it's Smuckers. That's right. That's Smuckers. what I was thinking. It's the Smuckers factory uh, that is in Woodburn. I said Welch's, but yeah, the Smuckers uh, jelly uh, factory is out there. I think they grow jelly there. On the jelly tree. Yes. In the candy cane lane. Straight ahead, we'll have more from uh, Tim Riley. Also, uh, Dawn Taylor coming up at 7 o'clock at 6.40. Next hour, 6.40, we'll talk to Saul Rubinek from Warehouse 13 and the Sci-Fi Network. And at 8 o'clock, Dax Holt from TMZ. Stay right there. We're live from Portland. More of the Rick Emerson Show in mere moments. Only on Rock 101. KUFO. KUFO Portland. Sounds fantastic. We can't talk about that now because I'll just get hungry. Is that coming out today? Yes. And it's called the what burger? The Wise Guy Burger. What is, what's on this again? It has uh, pepperoncinis, pepperoni, um, oh. a burger, and then uh, mozzarella sticks on it. Actually, as part of the hamburger? As part of the hamburger. Awesome. I think I might have one today, too. It sounds we, so fattening and delicious. I'm actually going to be in uh, I'm gonna be in Beaverton uh, later on this morning, and so uh, maybe it's Destiny. I love pepperoncini. I'm a, I mean, those, those little, uh, little pale green mm-hmm. peppers, I'm a huge fan of those things. I can actually just sit and eat those by the fistful. Uh, Laura and I will occasionally, there's a pizza place near our house, we'll get, and they always, um, one of their trademarks is they just put 
just like a pound of those on the pizza. And then you can remove them if you want to. You know, but they're they're kind of quasi decorative. Uh, but I will just sit there and just uh, shove those into my head. But the idea that they're going to be the, the, on the burger with pepperoni and then mozzarella. So is this like when they'll have a sandwich and they'll put fries on the sandwich? Yeah, but this is like the mozzarella sticks on the bottom. I'll show you a picture. Uh, my mouth. You're going to be yeah. You're going to be really way too hungry. Awesome. Uh, coming up later this hour, six forty, we'll talk to Sal Rubinek. He uh, he's, he's a, you know character actor. You've seen him in a jillion things, but right now he is in Warehouse Thirteen, uh, which has been renewed for a second season on Sci-Fi. So we'll talk to him uh, at six forty at eight o'clock. Dax Holt from TMZ and Betwixt the Two at seven o'clock. Don Taylor from Movies dot com. Tim is tracking the following headlines on your Tuesday morning. So we understand there's uh, some traffic problem going on right now in Aloha at 185th Street, which is usually a TV highway, so do avoid that. Gresham chickens are creating some controversy, and people aren't going to the Spokane County Fair this year, and it's too bad because they have the Beach Boys and Glenn Campbell. Still my beating heart. You know, the irony there is that Glenn Campbell actually was a member of the Beach Boys. Wait, am I wrong about that? Am I making that up in my head? No, I think he played guitar. I think he filled in when Brian quit. I think when Brian went nuts, like one of the many times Brian went crazy and decided to just sit at home in a pile of dirt in the living room, I think Glenn Campbell actually was the one who replaced him. So it's strange now that they're touring together. All right, well, there you go. Uh, it's 503-228-4101. Uh, we will also be uh, giving away a pair of tickets for you to see uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. That's going to be coming up at some point for the end of the show. And uh, four tickets to Shine a Light, A Night at the Museum, which is a uh, an event happening at the Portland Art Museum, at which you can drink. That's really why you care about it, so be listening That's to like that. the best of all worlds. Like no, that. that's like sampling. It's not guzzling. You're at a museum. Of course. No, that's... Is that what makes the difference, really? Yes. It's not about the amount, it's just the location, the context. Correct. No, 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 you're at, you're at a gallery. You are sipping ever so graciously. Mm-hmm. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Ball Talk with Greg Nibbler. All right, ball talk time. So, uh, for the second day in a row, we've got some tennis ball news. Uh, Roger Federer's bid for a sixth straight U.S. Open uh, championship was upset by Juan Martin Del Potro or something like that. And uh, during the match, he got upset with a line judge and actually got caught on camera live on television. We have a clip of that. Don't tell me to be quiet, okay? When I want to talk, I'll talk, all right? Is this the thing that happens a lot in tennis? I thought that was only a John McEnroe deal. I don't know. That's what I thought as well. But I'm actually kind of getting in, interested in tennis now. I mean, if this is going to go on, people are going to get threatened. You know, it's just going to escalate from here. This could actually get kind of exciting. There's a chance that some guy might get his ass beaten with a racket. So, yeah. therefore, you are interested. I actually am kind of interested in this. So, I may yes. tune in from time to time. So, anyway, that's what's going on in tennis. It's becoming violent. So, in uh, football news, Brian Erlacher, the former boyfriend of Paris Hilton, has had season-ending season ending Ending surgery, so he's going to be out for the year. And Monday Night Football last night uh, was actually really good. The Chargers beat the Raiders, and Tom Brady, the uh, football wonder boy, led the Patriots to victory over the Bills last night. It was actually a really exciting last uh, five minutes of the game. They were down 12 points. Tom Brady led them down the field, scored a touchdown with two minutes left, and then the Bills fumbled it. And Tom Brady got it back again and scored another touchdown and beat the Bills at uh, Foxborough in Boston there. So the Patriots won that. Tom Brady 
is really just one of those guys that's really easy to hate. I just I have to I have to mention that he's got. So not only is he he's a good looking dude, he's got like four Super Bowl rings. He dates models, and now he's probably going to be on another one of the great teams this year. And he's going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Therefore, I uh, he's on I your like enemies him. list. He's on my enemies list. He's your sworn nemesis. Yes, absolutely. So uh, so that's uh, that's pretty much everything that happened yesterday. So that concludes this edition. Of ball talk. There you go. Greg Nibbler's ball talk, ladies and gentlemen. Straight ahead, news from Tim Riley coming up later this hour. Saul Rubinek from Warehouse 13. 7 o'clock, Don Taylor from Movies.com. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO. <coughs> Look over here. <coughs> I'm sorry, we were, I swear to God, we were distracted by talking about a place where they serve you a broom handle full of onion rings. Where is that place? It was somebody's birthday. All right. Someplace well, near the Rose Garden. Clearly, I have to locate that place, wherever it is. It's uh, 503-228-4101. Incidentally, I wasn't joking earlier. I'm totally going to go get that wise guy burger thing with pepperoni and mozzarella sticks. And I just showed you a picture of it. It looks really good. I don't think I have ever wanted... It's the last thing I'll say about it because otherwise I'm just going to ratchet myself into some sort of state of apoplectic hunger. I have never once been able to finish a meal at Red Robin all the way through just because... Because I got this whole OCD thing where I got to eat the fries first, uh, just because that's uh, it's the way my brain works. And I remember that. Yeah, we went out to lunch the other day. That's what you had to yeah, do. Yeah, I, I have to eat the fries first or whatever. And like, God forbid, I'm at a place where they bring you dessert uh, at the same time, like you get everything at once. Because then I got to eat the dessert first. Then like, I have to work my way backward. Dessert, then the fries, then the main course. I always eat the main course last. Which means that it's kind of cold sometimes, which is my own fault, I suppose. But then you go to Red Robin where the fries are bottomless, where they just keep refilling them. And it just becomes this, it just becomes this Sisyphean task where I'm just sort of either rolling this French fry boulder up a hill over and over again. And I never actually get to, so I basically have to be done and finished with the fries or just full and taking everything home. And then I can like actually work on the, the burger portion of the meal later. But I'm going to do that this afternoon. You just uh, mark my words. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, at the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning from the KUFO News Center in downtown Portland, 623 now. Going to be nice and sunny today. Highs in the 80s. Showers coming in for several days beginning tomorrow. What to do about those Gresham chickens? The Planning Commission is deciding whether or not to loosen regulations on having chickens. As of now... Gresham chickens must be at least 100 feet from a residence, but the planters are recommending reducing it to 20 feet, limiting chickens between 3 and 6, banning roosters, and requiring an enclosure. People against chickens say they smell, they're noisy, and run wild. That hasn't stopped them from allowing actual Greshamites to live there. No, it doesn't. Hey, am I right? Zam. Why don't they just, I mean, kennel them at max stops? Gresham people? No, these chickens, if there's so much trouble. Well, I don't know. Raccoons at attack. It happened in Ballard. This is on Sound of Seattle. Woman to walk your dog. And a raccoon comes out of nowhere, attacks her dog. Yeah. She grabs the raccoon by the neck, trying to strangle it. She let, uh, the raccoon lets go of the dog. It comes back for more and tries to bite the lady and her husband, who came out and, and threw a flashlight at it. Oh, raccoons mean business. They're, they're horrible things. They'll kill you. They'll kill you dead. They all need to be captured and made into hats. The sooner, the better. <laughs> We need to extinctify them right now. What does it mean to make something extinct? Is there is there a one-word verb for that? We need to extinguish? Extinction. 
extinguish. We need to ex- extinguish. Ex- 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 extinct something or other. I mean, but the raccoons are simultaneously. They are one of those creatures that is great and terrifying all they are at once. Totally scary. Um, you can see the crazy in the eyes. Yeah, absolutely. And they the, the first time actually that I saw them, I think up close because in Kennewick for whatever reason, I don't think I don't think I ever ran into them uh, really in my hometown. But when Lara and I had first moved here, we were living in uh, this apartment, sort of in John's Landing. It's kind of uh, you know right outside of downtown on the southwest side, and we had pulled into the parking garage, and it was late at night, and it was sort of there was sort of an industrial dumpster thing under there for whatever. And the raccoons had figured out if you fished around in there late at night, you were liable to come up with something tasty like a person. And we got out of the car, and it was that thing where you. you know, we'd opened the lighter, and there was like a motion sensing light in the garage that went on, and then immediately you just saw like the nine pairs of evil eyes staring out at you. About six months ago, I was walking uh, the dogs, and we and it was the full family. It was like the mom, I'm what I'm presuming was the mom, the parent anyway, and then like four smaller sort of not babies, but I mean the you know infant uh, raccoons walking along behind. What's that? They're raquettes. Raquettes, Tim. And that, that was when I immediately just grabbed the dogs. I'm like, we are going inside right now. Because as dangerous as they typically are, I can't even imagine you get like a bunch of baby raccoons and then one of the parents there. I mean, they'd kill you all. Kill you all and dance in your blood. They're evil. Every single one of them. And you get the feeling that it would probably be a painful death, too, if a raccoon went after you. That's not a thing where they'd kill you right away. They'd, uh, they'd probably take their time. Here's Tim Riley. An ABC News reporter taking some heat for a tweet. It all happened after Terry Morgan apparently overheard an off-the-record conversation by President Obama taking rapper Kanye West to task for interrupting that video music program. Obama was being interviewed by CNBC at the time. Immediately after hearing the comment, Morgan tweeted, quote, President Obama just called Kanye West a jackass, unquote. <laughs> that's fantastic. Now that's presidential. More than a million people follow uh, Morin's tweets on Twitter. Officials at CNBC complained, and Moran apparently removed that tweet. And his statement, ABC issued an apology to CNBC and the White House, saying Moran prematurely tweeted. By the way, I'm I'm calling it right now that that was not accidental. That was a thing the White House intentionally did because they... Because... They know that most of America is not on the side of Kanye West in this thing. And what better way to get yourself in with the American people than to, you know, to to take the popular side in some sort of a uh, a pop culture and entertainment world dust up. And then, of course, you can say that it was unintentional. So he looks like he's a graceful, tactful guy. While at the same time, we all know that he thinks like us regarding this whole Kanye business. So Kanye was on Leno's first primetime television program entitled The Jay Leno Show. I'll create it. Uh, he groveled and apologized endlessly. And I immediately knew in this situation that it was wrong and it wasn't a spectacle or just, you know, it's actually someone's uh, emotions, right. you know, that I stepped on. And it was very, it was just, it was rude, period. And, and Kanye begged, please ask me about my dead mother so I can cry on television. And it, I don't try to justify it because I was just in the wrong. That's, that's period. But I need to, after this, take some time off and just analyze how I'm going to, you know, make it through the the rest of this life, how I'm going to improve. And because mm-hmm. I am a celebrity and that's something I have to deal with. Yeah. I'm a celebrity. So do we have the, do you have the, the actual cut where Leno asked him about his mom? No, it said it's on here, but it isn't. All right, I'll find it because I have it. I pulled it last night and uh, I have it back at my, at my desk. I'll find it later. But it's Leno, I... I have to give it up. I don't know whether the, whether they had had a pre-interview or whether this was discussed or planned or not. Uh, but you know, I'm not a big fan of Jay Leno. I find uh, Leno to be Leno is one He's of those a fat Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> 
if we ever meet him, Tim, you should introduce uh, yourself to him with that statement. Hello, Fat Ryan Seacrest. I'm Tim Riley. Um, well, we were talking earlier about Whitney Houston being on Oprah and how I don't really remember. I mean, I know it happened, but I don't remember Whitney Houston being known as a singer. I don't really remember Jay Leno being known as a funny guy or a comedian, even though I am old enough to remember when he was a funny guy and a, who was legitimately witty. And then it's like they gave him that job and he was never funny again, ever, ever, ever. The, the instant, even as a fill-in host, he was funny. But the instant he got The Tonight Show, it's like they just sort of went in with like some sort of comedic liposuction and just... All right, that's gone. That pesky talent. Let's burn this up back. And now let me tell a knock-knock joke. So I was... Here's a wacky headline. I talk real high and then real low. So I was watching the Leno thing, though, and the one thing he did that was kind of great is he asked Kanye, who has made, you know, such a, you know, he's made he's made the whole dead mom thing into, you know, I mean, that has become one of those things he's worked into his, his art, which I suppose is, uh, you know, that's a tried and true tradition. Um, but Leno said, uh, what do you suppose your mother would have thought if she had been watching you last night, which was actually kind of a cool question. There was a long ass pause. And there was a big silence where he didn't really say anything. And then he kind of said, you know, and then he did the, you know, he was, well, I don't think she'd very proud of me. And I have to take some time to reflect and ponder who Kanye is a, per- is a person. And he, whatever. We did, so I don't know if they scripted that on in advance, but that was the one legitimately interesting moment. And then everything around it was crap. Everything else on the Leno show was all dog roll. There was a, uh, but Jay Z was on and they did that, uh, the Kanye, what is that song? The Run This Town song? It's him and Alicia Keys and Kanye. Um, I don't know. So they did that. They knew that Jay-Z was on to do the new single. But, the, yeah, the Leno part itself was all, it was terrible. And then he bantered with Jerry Seinfeld and Oprah. You know, because I, I know Oprah. Really? I, I could get Oprah. <laughs> you could get Oprah. I could get Oprah. Well, we are, she, she and I are friends. Hi, Oprah. Hi, Jerry. <laughs> So uh, the, that was fantastic. But Seinfeld. So this is I must have blanked on this. What is Seinfeld promoting? Is he doing something? Is Seinfeld, or is he just there for his friend, for his good pal Jay? I guess so. No, there's right. some kind of reunion thing coming up. Is there? Are they? Are they all going to be on Curb Your Enthusiasm? Oh, okay. That's the deal. That's what it is. Uh, that is going to be the first. Wait a minute. Does that include Michael Richards? Is Michael Ray really? It so, has to. Wait. Greg says it, it does. So, so Michael Richards is going to be on Curb Your Enthusiasm with everybody else. Because that's going to be the first thing. Where has he been, do you suppose? Is he like living in a monastery somewhere or something? Drinking. Yeah, I guess. Well, in any of them. All right, here's Tim Riley. Well, here's something bizarre from New Mexico. It includes a woman breaking down the door, going into an apartment, throwing up, and passing out. Albuquerque police say a 23-year-old tried to unlock the door, but then broke it down when her key didn't work. She also passed out on the bed right after vomiting. Officials say she was at the wrong apartment and was trying to get into apartment 808 instead of 908. The incident took place when she was uh, taken into custody due to a medical condition. It's getting your Downey Jr. on there. Mm -hmm. All right, straight ahead, we'll talk to uh, actor Saul Rubinek from uh, the Sci-Fi Network's Warehouse 13. Coming up at 7 o'clock, Don Taylor from film, I'm sorry, from movies.com, Dax Holt from TMZ, and uh, at 8.20 the day, Chad Hensley was the uh, first person we're going to interview for KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Stay there. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Broadcasting in ADHD. Let's just remember to scream until Daddy stops. The Rick Emerson Show returns. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. 
It's Tuesday morning. It's 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. Thank you for coming along. You can also text if you like. It's 52051. 52051. Or you can email Rick at RickEmerson.com. Uh, real quickly here, we're going to talk to Saul Rubinek from uh, Sci-Fi Network's Warehouse 13 in just a moment. Uh, we also have Don Taylor coming up from Movies.com, top of the hour. Dax Holt from TMZ at uh, 8 o'clock. And Chad Hensley, who is uh, he's not, not the first competitor, but he's the first competitor that we're going to speak with uh, for KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest. Tim Riley is tracking the following headlines on your Tuesday morning. Well, Bobby Brown claims he only hit Whitney Houston once. The Iraqi shoe throws out of jail. The Microsoft Zune HD hit stores today. Make sure you get yours. And Jay Leno's new show was just as bad as you expected it to be. Really? Yes. It's on the uh, so it both disappointed and satisfied all at once. Yes. It's sort of a kind of a brackish sort of television meal, Jay Leno. It's 503-228-4101. Thank you for joining us. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show. He plays Artie Nielsen on Sci-Fi's Warehouse 13. It airs Tuesdays at 9 p.m. and has been renewed for a uh, second season. Let's welcome to the Rick Emerson Show, Mr. Sol uh, Rubinek. Hello, sir. How are you on this fine Tuesday morning? I'm great. How are you doing? I am uh, fantastic, sir. I was talking to uh, my uh, producer slash uh, co-host Sarah Dillon this morning, and we a- had this conversation where I said, we're going to be talking to Saul Rubinek, and I said, he's that guy that's been in, and then I realized there's a list of like 745 movies and TV shows that you've been in. I mean, it's just, it's like this scroll. Uh, well, all that, uh, Rick, that just says I'm an old man. That's all that says. <laughs> no, but you're, uh, but you're juvenile at heart, I would imagine. Yeah, uh, so. that's right. Um, but, so we'll we'll talk in a moment about uh, some of the other stuff you've uh, you've done. But um, about Warehouse 13, I do want to ask, as a big nerd myself, is there any trepidation when you take a gig on a sci-fi show because you you don't want to be typecast, which seems to be a hazard of that genre? Too late for me to be typecast. Way too old. Something I would have worried about in my twenties. You could no. be typecast as the old guy, I suppose. I guess but. so. No, you know what? The boss role on television series can be really thankless, uh, and it's great if you're making a living. And it's hard times, and people don't want to turn down a series. But I, you know, I didn't want to do a series unless it was good. First of all, it took me away from my family. It's shooting in Toronto. I was living in L.A., and that's that was hard. Uh, I had still kids going to school, and it had to be something great. And and also the the they needed an actor to help tell them who Artie Nielsen was. They hadn't really decided completely what this character was, and they were waiting for an actor to come in and take it. As a result, they were um, beautifully collaborative uh, on the network studio and on a production level, and they were able to use some of my background and the way I speak. And they were I was very, very lucky. So I don't feel like I've just got a boss role, and I don't care that it's sci-fi. Look, they, they hired Jack Kenny to be the showrunner, somebody who knows nothing about sci-fi and his history is in situation comedy and also he created the book of daniel a show about a gay priest that was on with aiden quinn a number of years ago somebody who only cares about people and relationships and he's a very very funny man so he's collaborating on the show and this is who they chose in their wisdom to run a sci-fi show as a result we have the biggest hit in sci-fi 17 year history and it's actually uh, i know a lot of women watch the show as well which is a thing that is um, not unheard of but is a bit of a 
it's it's still a bit of an anomaly when there's a sci-fi show that has such a huge uh, well, female following. They were laughed at when they changed the spelling of S-C-I-F-I to S-Y-F-Y. They wanted to rebrand the network, and part of the reason that they wanted to rebrand it was for that reason. They, it's not that they're going to lose their core audience of people who are interested in aliens and space. Listen, they're doing a prequel to Battlestar Galactica, which was one of the great series of all time. They, this show has nothing to do with aliens and nothing to do with space. I would say it's closer to Lewis Carroll and Jules Verne than it is uh, to Robert Heinlein, for example. And it, it is, it, it, it's, they wanted women to come to the show as a result of fantasy and adventure and relationships. They're getting it. And uh, not only that, it's a show that you can watch with your kids if they're over 10 and years old. It, and it's just the coolest looking show, too. I, the production design on Warehouse 13 is a. They use. They use this word steampunk, and a lot of people have. I mentioned that word to somebody, and they didn't. They, I, I was trying to explain what it meant, and if, if anybody watched the show uh, Firefly, and uh, sadly, uh, almost no one did in a relative sense, but it, it's this sort of futuristic meets, uh, you know, 18th, uh, you know, 18th yes, or 19th look century Arnie, look. Yes, you're absolutely right. If you look in Artie Nielsen's office, he's able to probably have more access to what is going on in the United States than Homeland Security is. He's got a better equipment and more highly sophisticated equipment, but it looks like it was made by Jules Verne. It looks like 19th century he's stuff. The computer is covered in brass. The, the, the objects in the room look like a combination of high-tech and 19th century, which is a perfect way to describe. Do the, uh, do the sets on that show and the devices, do they look as great in person as they do on TV? I mean, the production design seems so great. You know, sometimes even better. Um, this really have taken time and especially money. Uh, it costs to make these artifacts look great. And they have really gone out there. I have done movies that are, you know, in the $70 million to $100 million range, and I can tell you that there is nothing about this show that wouldn't match any of those films in conception, design, and execution. We're talking to uh, we're talking to Saul Rubinek. He's uh, on Sci-Fi's Warehouse 13. There's Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Speaking, by the way, of movies that you've done for 70 million. So we have this sort of I don't want to call it a fetish, but we have this thing we do here. Uh, we're sort of obsessed with either made for lifetime movies or just made for uh, TV movies in general. And uh, Sarah Dillon will uh, sort of uh, just like a Rain Man sort of skill, she will pop out with a movie that wow. somebody did that falls into that. But we have a question mark here. Prescription for murder. Uh, tawdry made-for-TV movie or not? I have to confess ignorance. I don't even know. Can you tell me who is in it? The titles change. Well done. I may have been doing it under a completely different title. You may have been told it was uh, it was like uh, Henry V or... <laughs> I'm sorry, this was Henry V. to me. I was playing in Shakespeare. It was well, called Henry V, but now it's going to be called Beach Blanket Bloodbath. Uh, I'm sorry, that's there's been a change. The, you're, let me ask you about your, uh, a question about your character on uh, Warehouse 13. He's kind of, he's kind of a brainiac, but, but people's skills are, are, are not really the strong suit. As an actor, no. do, you, do you file away negative character traits from people you meet in real life and think, I'll they're use these mine. later? I have to tell you, they're probably all mine. There's this, this is really the road, less, the road that I might have traveled had I not gotten married and had kids. I mean, look, I was a kind of a monk to theater when I was a young man. I, I, I lived, breathed, and ate theater. It was my whole life. It was my religion and my church, or my synagogue, as the case may be. And I, and I, you know, I ended up getting married and having kids, and my priorities changed, and I was no longer number one. But that's not true for Artie Nielsen. Artie Nielsen, back in his 20s, got recruited to this warehouse and became obsessed with it. 
and he has all this power and all this ability to be able to find out what's going on anywhere in America whenever he wants to, and he's dealing with the coolest objects in the universe with, that have tremendous power on their own. And he became obsessed and a little crazy. He both loves and hates the warehouse, and he has no family and no kids. Uh, as a result, he's a little crazy. Don't you know people in your life who have no one else to worry about but themselves and their job? And as they get older, don't they become wonderfully eccentric? Or I, maybe not? I certainly don't work with a whole uh, room full of people like that in any way. That's Just one uh, producer. Not at all. Yes, it, yes. <laughs> you see through us, sir. Final... Uh, Final question here. We're talking to, uh, to Saul Rubinek from uh, Sci-Fi's Warehouse 13. Airs Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Uh, as someone who you are an actor and you, you, you know, you've obviously been practicing the craft for a long time, I'm always curious about what people themselves are into. What is the movie you have seen more than any other, sir? La Dolce Vita. Really? The movie uh, that I first got introduced to when I was 18 years old by my friend Larry Kardish, who's now curator of film at the Museum of Modern Art. But in those days, he was just my friend in Ottawa, Ontario, and he ran the film club at Carleton University. I'd never seen a foreign film. I'd, I'd never seen a Fellini film, and it's something I watch every year. I always find something in that movie. And it's, uh, it, it's, I have to literally say that film, watching that film changed my life. I, uh, and I have to say that really just now I was able to, for one moment, delude myself into thinking that I was James Lipton. So excellent. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, Saul Rubinek from Warehouse 13, Tuesdays, 9 o'clock on Sci-Fi. Best of continued success in life, art, and all things, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Saul Rubinek, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. That is... Uh... That is, uh, is Saul Rubinek. What movie has that guy not been? He's been in everything. He was in True Romance. Uh, I would, who was he in True Romance? I don't even remember. He was the uh, the producer that bought the cocaine from Balky's, or was <sighs> like Balky's boss. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, he was awesome in that movie. He's also in, uh, he's also in my favorite Oliver Stone film. He's also in Nixon. Uh, he plays, um, I believe, it, he's not Ron Ziegler. He's one of the press secretaries, though. Anyway, it's just a, he's just the coolest guy. All right. Uh, well, let's... Uh, What's going on anymore? Sarah, what are we doing here? Let's take a break. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, Don Taylor from Movies.com. More news from Tim Riley on the way. Uh, we'll talk to Dax Holt from TMZ, and we will talk to one of the contestants in KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest, plus your shot at a pair of tickets to see Halloween 2 from Rob Zombie. Stay there. The Rick Emerson Show is live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Go nowhere. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. KUFO Portland. Just turn it into David Byrne in uh, True Stories. Chaos, Discord. It's 503. That's your uh, 1% reference for today. It's 503 228 4101. 503 228 4101. Thank you for joining us. It is Rock 101 KUFO. In mere moments, we'll be uh, welcoming Don Taylor to the show. We'll talk about uh, DVD releases and uh, the sways. By the way, I'm going to continue now. I'm going to continue his work now that he is no longer here. I'm going to go punch a guy in the face today. That's not what I was going to say. I am going to now resume my push to have pancreatic cancer renamed Swayze's disease. Because I think that now, because people said it was too soon. Now, by definition, not too soon. It Yesterday, is too soon. It's 12 hours than, ago, too soon. Yeah, it's been like 24, not even 24 hours. Sarah, you know, honor shouldn't wait. Uh, there is, uh, it, it's, it, there, there's no preamble uh, to tribute. 
there. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get out there, and he's I'm gonna have the, t- the the torch carried for him. And somebody was I think it was my wife was trying to push me to that Patrick Swayze somehow like wasn't uh, cool enough or great enough or important enough to have a disease named after him. And she was trying to push like what's her what's her guts Ruth Bader Ginsburg on me because she's a Supreme Court justice. Which is a thing that no no one cares. I mean, if I were to go out in the street right now and ask people to identify Patrick Swayze versus Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which itself sounds like a court case, so there's a whole joke there that I won't bother to make, th- nobody would know who she is. Everybody knows Patrick Swayze. Yeah, I don't know who she is. That's, see, that's what I'm saying. She's the one, she looks like, what's her, the, the tight-ass teacher from the Archie comics. What well, is her name? With the, the, the where's the pince nez? Miss Grundy. Miss Grundy. She looks like, she looks like Miss Grundy. Or Gargamel. Uh, more like Gargamel, actually. But Patrick Swayze is, you know, known to everybody. And now, and I understand that eventually he lost his struggle against cancer. The the cancer won, you know. The, so what's going to happen now with the redo of Red Dawn? Well, he wasn't going to be in it anyway, though, was he? You know, they'll I'm say for sure. Patrick at the end. And I mean, they're also be redoing the... Dirty Dancing. Are they? Mm-hmm. Get out. Yes, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember that. I remember the, the, I think I was busy being upset about the Red Dawn thing, which I'm still upset about. All right. Well, in any event, I just can't get myself all worked up about it. But my point is. That everybody seems to be getting pancreatic cancer. I mean, like one of us will probably get it, you know, by the end of the day. Uh, because our friend Scott uh, just passed a pancreatic cancer. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Patrick Swayze, Steve Jobs had it and then apparently got a different... He got a different pancreas or a different... He had something or other. He had something bad and then they swapped it out and they gave him some new parts for that. Um, but I think if you were to be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and the doctor would say, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Emerson, it does uh, look as though the tests are positive... You do have Swayze's disease. I mean, at least then you can kind of be like, all right, now's now's the time when we fight. And then they give you a big gold medal to wear. And the medal has Patrick Swayze turning. You're See, you're, you're looking at me as though it wouldn't be a righteous thing. And a I'm big saying gold Patrick Swayze medal. Yes, like an Olympic medal. And it's red, white and blue with eagles on it. <laughs> and, and and then. Don Taylor, don't laugh and mock this moment. No, but then it's a big, it's a big gold medal, and it's Patrick Swayze's face, and he's turned and he's giving you the profile, and he's looking sort of sharp-eyed and you know the chiseled jaw, looking into the you know into the wind, looking into the horizon, vowing that I may lose this fight, but it will be a fight. So, are people who diseases are named after, do they all usually survive the disease, or is anyone? No. <laughs> no. Well, that, oh, the pancreas is too big to uh, survive. Do we know? Where is it? Do we know well, that I have that's a picture true? Of a pancreas, if you want to look at it. Now, do, are we sure of this? Because we didn't even know where it was earlier. Pancreas. Well, that's just a Google image picture. How do you know it's not that small? Is it near the Isle of Langerhans? Pancreas. 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 <laughs> Just saying the word over and over again doesn't explain it. I'm looking at three different pancreases. They're all in the same place. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from movies.com, our good friend Don Taylor joining us. Hello. Hello. How are you? I, I'm, I'm swell. I'm sad about the passing of uh, Patrick Swayze, but other, otherwise good. Do you have any... Uh... Never mind. Never mind. I was just gonna. I was. <clears throat> I was just gonna ask if you have anything to say about the pancreas, but we don't even... I only kind of know that it's... I know it's not in my head and it's not on my feet. Beyond that, I don't know where it is. I don't even know what it does, actually. I generally have a pretty good knowledge of medical stuff, because both my parents were medical people. But I have to admit, sadly, I'm not entirely sure what the pancreas does. That's my thing. Okay, here's another thing I wonder... Pardon me. Here's another thing I wonder about. A, I don't know what the pancreas does. B, I don't know where the pancreas is. C, don't know how big the pancreas is. D, why can't they invent an artificial pancreas? It's too complex. It has several parts to it. See, I thought that was the case, too. That was exactly what part of my brain said. In the back of my head, there was some sort of Tom Servo voice that said, because it's too complex. It's pancreas, an organ of many talents. (laughs) 
Really? So it's a, it's a Renaissance. I am Joe's pancreas. It's a Renaissance. That's organ. from the American Pancreas Society. Okay, but my question was going to be this. a lobbying organization. If you can't make an artificial pancreas because it's too complex, well, but they have an artificial heart, right? And that's the right. most important. Uh, that's the most important organ in your body. Yeah, so, the heart is a lot smaller than the pancreas, though. Well, doesn't the pancreas uh, filter stuff and turn yes. things into it does. hormones? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I thought that was your kidney. I thought it was it your liver. Well, well, your liver and your kidneys. There's a lot of filtering that needs to go on in the body. We aren't. We're, we're toxic. filthy. We're full we're of filthy and full of. Well, that's toxins. only that's only if you live in Woodburn and like to shower. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we will talk about DVD releases today, and we will have... Uh, I'm going to have you... This is this is a sort of sword from the stone kind of a challenge here, so okay. I want you to think on it. All right. I want you to pick... Uh, if someone were going to the store today, mm-hmm. in honor of uh, Patrick, who died of Swayze's disease, if you were going and you were going to purchase or uh, otherwise obtain a single Patrick Swayze movie today on DVD to view in his honor, what would it be? So just... Think on that. Okay. Roll that around inside your head. I'm thinking. Massage it a bit. I'm pondering. Right. Tim Riley, what headlines are we uh, tracking on this Tuesday morning? Well, the Iraqi shoe guy who was thrown in jail has been let out. Wells Fargo senior vice president has been fined for throwing parties in a swank Malibu foreclosure home. And Taylor Swift tells us what she thinks about, I was going to call him Keanu Reeves, but... That's a different person, isn't I, uh, it? And I do have that Kanye sound from uh, from Leno, so we can play We're going to play that, too. That's well. a good piece of sound. Awesome. Straight ahead, more from Don Taylor uh, coming up at 8 o'clock. Dax Holt from TMZ. And uh, at 820 today, I'll talk to uh, Chad Hensley, who's the uh, first person we're going to uh, speak with. He'll be competing in KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest. You stay there. The Rick Emerson Show continues next. We are uh, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Stay right there. Is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO. Ah, art. It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It's 503 228 4101. Hey, in case you've ever wondered uh, what happens during the uh, <laughs> during the breaks on this show, just now we were talking to Don Taylor about a Clive Barker story in which a man has um, Connor relations with a uh, with a piece of cement. Anyway, it's five zero three two two eight four one zero one. If you'd like to join us, uh, and with a setup like that, why wouldn't you? You can also text it's five two zero five one. You can email Rick at. RickEmerson.com. Uh, coming up uh, at uh, 8 o'clock, we'll have Dax, uh, Dax Holt from TMZ. And at 8.20, Chad Hensley, who is the first person we are going to interview, who will be taking uh, part in Survive It and Drive It, KUFO's upcoming uh, contest. I can't wait for that to start. It's, it's, we're going to talk to all four people, one today and then one uh, Wednesday, Thursday, one Friday, all the way through until we've talked to all four. So Chad Hensley will be the first. That is coming up next hour. We uh, are here with Don Taylor from Movies.com. Hello, Don Taylor. Hello, Mr. Emerson. So before we do... Anything else? I should ask you this before we talk about new DVD releases. Okay. Before we talk about what's at what's at stores now that people could purchase. Okay. If somebody was to go out and they were going to say, "By God, I will celebrate the legacy of Swayze by watching one of his films today," heavens, I've only got enough cash to purchase a single movie. What should it be? Well, I would say that uh, if you only have m- m- money to buy one movie, I would say buy Roadhouse. Although 
uh, the caveat that if you are female, you might uh, instead by dirty dancing. See, I thought and you would go ghost? ghost. See, I was going to go the ghost. I way. love ghost. See, I, I'm not a fan of ghost. I, oh, it's a little, God. it's a little too, too much. A little too much Whoopi Goldberg. A little too much drippy, sappy nonsense. I can whereas, feel you. Whereas dirty. <laughs> wow. And it's weird because you always kind of picture Whoopi Goldberg slow dancing with Demi Moore. Yeah, see, (laughs) yeah, no one needs to see that. I and for me, I mean, maybe it's a guy thing. It probably is a guy thing. I I can't get with the whole throwing a pot, clay molding sex thing. No, I just you know what it is. I it's dirty for one thing. She's she's she. I mean, the clay is their their hands not dirty in a hot kind of way. Not dirty in a hot way. Dirty like I need a scrub. And then, and then there's this this quick transition, and they're making love, and they're both like perfectly clean. So somewhere in the middle, they went off and showered first. Yeah, maybe I gotta go, I gotta you know. go hose myself off. You hold exactly. on, stay sexy. Yeah, I. Uh, to me, there is. I, just as a side note to all of this, I don't hold with the whole uh, uh, the hotness of the like the messy sex thing. And when I say that, I mean like like they'll be the man. HBO's Real Sex was a show that I was interested in for like five minutes about 20 years ago when it first came on the air until I realized that every episode of Real Sex has some food sex segment where it's like, you know, and it, uh, you know, and it crepe du erotica. They make a very special treat for very oh, exciting yeah. couples. And you know Storm was on that, right? On Real Sex? Yeah. That surprises Long me not at all. <laughs> uh, but it's always something where they're like baking a woman like into a cake or something, yeah. you know, and then her lover must consume her. And I'm watching it and thinking, I just don't, I don't really want to have sex with somebody who's covered in a batter of some kind. I'm not I, uh, with that. Yeah, I agree with uh, the author Spider Robinson, who once said that he draws the line at uh, sex uh, that involves current or former food. Yeah, I'm... Uh... <laughs> I'm not with I'm not with either either end of the spectrum, so to speak. So you say if you're a woman, you go with dirty dancing. Dirty dancing, you cannot go wrong with dirty dancing. I I have seen dirty dancing probably six thousand times, and I'm probably going to watch it like this afternoon. Cry like a small just a child. memorial thing, and uh, nobody puts baby in a corner, and that just gets me every time. And the thing about dirty dancing is that it does cross all kinds of lines. My mom, who is what year is this? 2009. My mom is 73, and my mom is a massive dirty dancing fan, which is sort of I guess a little bit awkward, but not really. It's pretty much just great. Um, and, uh, you know, and it just, and Sarah pointed out that this is the only time all year that Jennifer Gray's name will show up in the Google trends for the 100 most searched. Yeah, terms. she was number five for a little while there. Now um, she's down to like number 24. <laughs> I was just looking at the list of things that Swayze did. I mean, he was in so many movies. And then he was in. Uh, well, as I mentioned before, I, I always forget he was in Donnie Darko. Always, yeah. And he was so just. Awesome. So creepy and great. Yeah, so Darko. creepy and good at that role. His first movie was, anyone? Outsiders? Uh, no, his first movie was the role of Ace Johnson in Skate Town, USA. Oh, that's Ooh. right. Uh, which oh, I believe Chris Paddock owns on DVD, followed by Uncommon Valor, which is a Gene Hackman mm. uh, sort of loosely based on a true story Vietnam POW rescue movie. Uh, the Outsiders. So The Outsiders, that came in 83 as well, followed by, and then that's where he starts knocking him down. It was like Red Dawn. North and South, Dirty Dancing, Steel Dawn, Roadhouse, Ghost, Point Break. I mean, that's when he really just oh, began cranking all that stuff out. Yeah. Oh, I need to watch that. I would recommend Point Break as well. Yeah. It's uh, it does not have the uh, the wall to wall giggle factor that Roadhouse does, but uh, it's Point on Bre- every night somewhere. Point Break is terrific. What is Black Dog? A lot of people have texted in this morning to say you got to go home and you got to watch Black Dog, and I don't think I know what that is. Anybody? No. No, see, even Nibbler that, doesn't know. I was yeah. just noticing that he was in Dirty Dancing 2, Havana Nights. Did he make a cameo? 
He was yes. the dance yes, class instructor. That is fantastic. Please, wow. did he play the same character? Do you suppose, or was it oh. was it him playing a different character? What was his name in Dirty Dancing? Was it Johnny? Johnny Castle. All right, Johnny <laughs> Castle. What a perfect name. <laughs> Is a perfect name. I want to get it on with him just based on the name. I mean, all right. Well, there you go. So, Patrick Swayze. So, if you have only uh, time to watch one film, it really ought to be Roadhouse. If you're a dude and you like violence and who doesn't, I would suggest Red Dawn. And I think Tim backs me up on this choice. Red Dawn. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, if you are a woman, uh, Dirty Dancing. Seems and to be, I was uh, at Movie Madness last night, and they were watching Ghosts. I'm just saying, Ghost was the I, Ghost Madness. is important, I would say, culturally speaking. But even then, probably not as important as... Uh, not as important as uh, as Dirty Dancing. I mean, Ghost is okay. Yeah, it isn't as important as Dirty Dancing. I definitely agree with you that. You know, here's the thing about Ghost. I will say this one final thing. It's a little freaky at times, it's actually. Scary. That They're... movie scared the crap out. I was scared of the big city once, you know, like the murder scene when he's mugged by that, that guy in that, that alley. That scene is still... I saw yeah. that actually mm-hmm. sort of by accident. It was on Showtime or something like six months ago. It still is legitimately unnerving. That scene has the power to sort of to shock you a little bit. Mm-hmm. What else is uh, out in the world of DVD, Don Taylor? Uh, well, the big release today, which I am not going to recommend, is uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is a big pile of bad wrapped up inside a crap sandwich. So you do not want to actually see that. So just to be clear on this, we don't recommend Wolverine. No. We do, however, recommend we... Wolverines! <laughs> That's the only time I'm ever going to be able to do that, ever. That will never happen again. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Don. Uh, I'm so glad I was there for that. Um, but I do recommend uh, two small, uh, creepy, independent horror films that you probably have not seen. Uh, one is called Grace. Um, it's a Canadian horror film. It stars Jordan Ladd, who is Cheryl Ladd's daughter, which is kind of interesting. Um, and uh, Sarah, in particular, will probably not want to see this movie. Uh, Jordan Ladd plays a woman named Madeline, who uh, she's in her eighth month of pregnancy after trying to have a baby for a very long time with her husband. Um, she has a, uh, a meddling mother-in-law who wants to go to a doctor, but she'd rather go to her naturopathic, uh, uh, midwife. That's never a good lover. idea in movies. No, so, no. but Madeline is vegan and very healthy and into like taking care of herself and, and blood and animals and, and flesh makes her squeamish. So it's, it's kind of disturbing to her when her baby, they have a car accident, the baby is killed, but she decides she's going to carry it to term anyway. And then surprisingly, the baby actually comes back to life and is born. Except it's a weird baby. No. And it kind of <laughs> no. smells bad. That's an unexpected twist. It smells it's bad. So it smells sorry bad. about your baby. It's weird and it smells bad. And it attracts flies. And it uh, it has a taste for human blood. I'm writing this down right What's now. What's the name What's of this movie? Grace. Awesome. And there is a, uh, a child birthing scene in a jacuzzi that is uh, deeply, deeply disturbing. Also, a creepy, creepy psychosexual scene with a doctor uh, during well, when she's expressing milk, and he's standing behind her, pumping the thing. Oh, By the way, God. oh, this movie. Now, I'm going to say all of this sounds really, really exploitive and really super cheesy, but it's actually a surprisingly well-made movie. It's uh, it's it's like kind of a throwback to the old like early David Cronenberg movies where. It's it's kind of slow. It's kind of it's smart, right? And it's very psychological. This is a movie that is not like things jump out and gross you out. This is a movie that you are disturbed and twitchy. Oh no, I'm disturbed just by here. Were you at baby covered in flies and uh, somebody milking her from behind? Yeah, yeah like, I think you wrong. are. Well, yeah. how do you do it? 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Never mind. What oh else? God. What was wrong with you? Uh, Dear I don't, Lord. I don't know. Oh, okay. Wow. The other movie. Right there was teed up. I had to go. For other it. movie also uh, disturbing and sounds much more exploitive when you hear what it's about than it actually is. Is a movie called Dead Girl. Uh, it was written by Trent Haga, who was an actor and a producer and director uh, for Trauma for years and years and years, and he co-wrote uh, Lloyd Kaufman's book Make Your Own Damn right. Movie. Uh, and it's about a couple of teenage dirtbags who uh, go to uh, smoke a joint and drink beer in an abandoned mental institution like you do like you do and in the basement they find a nice looking except for like having been there for a while a dead girl except it turns out that she's not actually dead but she's not actually alive either do they milk her well not specifically <laughs> not not in, this, not in the way i'm thinking it's basically an oh, ex- i was about ready to say something so it's, wrong. most of the movie is an exploration of what do two teenage dirtbags do right. when they find a, zo- a beautiful zombie girl in a basement so it's like a river's edge thing meets weird science meets dead yeah right. kind of what's yeah. the name of this dead one? this is called dead girl and I know what I'm doing once you I... get past the fact that it's essentially it's essentially about rape and about Zombies. Uh, zombies and and they Let's again this is <laughs> well this is also a movie though that is far smarter and much more psychologically disturbing and much more thoughtful than it sounds from the premise i'm gonna make a little prediction right now you will not be able to rent these movies anywhere in portland oregon within like five hours uh, i'm telling you right now <laughs> i know i know how our people are and i know that this is going to be sold out Everywhere you go. The, here's my one thought on that, and then we're going to end this segment probably in the only way that is appropriate. Um, there is, n- I wouldn't say there's nothing, but there's few things that are creepier when they're handled correctly in films than the weird, uh, like, strange sort of quasi-sexual bond between misfit dudes yeah. that is sometimes portrayed in movies. What we heard about, I mean, there was that thing, was it in Wisconsin last year? There's three dudes. They were like all about oh, like 17. Two brothers and a friend. Two brothers and a friend. Yeah, they're all like 18. They're reading the obituaries. They see some hot girl who's, you know, recently died. And they figure, well, now she probably, now she'd probably be into us. And then they bust them at the cemetery with, you know, yeah. with a shovel and a hole, you know, and, you know, and a bottle of wine, undoubtedly. So, all right, Dead Girl and Grace, I'm yes. on it. Uh, and then to recap for the Swayze, for Ladies in the House, probably Dirty Dancing, uh, uh, Dudes, Red Dawn, and then probably for everybody, Roadhouse, which is just one of the <laughs> great, and I almost played the Roadhouse trailer today, but it does have that awkward line about dying in it that uh, oh. maybe it's uh, adding a chance to too soon. Too soon. All right. Well, speaking of gross, haven't we been trying to find somebody to... Yeah, Don, Roger. let me tell you about a little thing called Video since, Rodeo. Since Don seems to be able to stomach all this That's stuff right. pretty easily. Since you have a strong constitution <laughs> for the awful. So we do a segment here that you can follow along with at rickemerson.com. Mm-hmm. It is called Video Rodeo. And so, yes, I remember the one with the glass. Yeah, see, you've done this before. Back no, the guy I haven't the... actually done the Video Rodeo. I was here when someone else was oh, doing you it. But did you watch, watch it all the way through? Oh, no. No, oh, I did not. I that. did not watch that all the way see, through. See, how can you watch like demon babies and like women being because it's not real oh this is what you're about to see is very real so uh so greg nibbler took part in video rodeo last friday and he made it 55 seconds he made it 55 seconds in and so the deal is you we uh bring up a horrible video usually something from the internet um and you've got to watch it Mm. whoever does you got to watch it without averting your eyes that's the thing you can't turn away you have to keep your eyes on the screen and when you take your eyes off the screen the clock stops and we see how long you can go okay does this one involve like bodily fluids or bodily functions why do you got to make me give away all the fun i'm just uh, i'm just warning ahead of time that's that's that is my weak spot well give you a prize what can we give Don? the prize is our esteem so the the point is (laughs) good the point is that we usually have 
somebody do this here from the show, and then we have listeners come in, and they will compete Mm -hmm. to see who can watch it the longest to win something. Greg's reaction was so strong to this that everybody now falls into two camps. Either they have seen it and don't want to see any more of it, or they... Uh, have you know? They, they don't want to watch it at all. They they were flatly refusing to watch it. So Don, I'm afraid it uh, it just by luck of the draw, just by dint of you being here, it falls to you. You all must. Right. Uh, Don's a strong woman. I believe I am. she can make it through. I you? can. I can. I can do it. I. I, I have faith that I can do it. All right. So everybody, oh, I, wish I could say the same. Now, <laughs> please to be going to rickemerson.com. Uh, com. I will get ready a moment. Don't go there. And go down, I think it's three blog posts down, and it says Video Rodeo. And uh, we, as we always do, will turn the sound down and we'll accompany it with a little piece of music here. So, Don, um, I will cue it up. I'll have you hit play. Okay. My only request is uh, when you inevitably feel sort of Mr. Bile becoming Mr. Mr. Projection, just close the uh, video because I don't want to have to look over and do that myself (laughs) if it's all the same to you. All right. So I'm going to have you. Okay. All right. Get set up right over here. All right. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, go to rickemerson.com. Okay, and I'm restarting the timer. I have the, uh, I have the video queued up, and you know how to... Uh, oh, no. We got this uh, right over here. Hold on. Greg is, like, laughing and clapping. Uh, right now, when I give you the signal, just press the bottom of this mouse pad here. Yeah, okay. It hasn't even started All yet. All right, hold on a second. And oh, uh, remember not to look away until you absolutely have to. I will Sarah, not look are away. We, are we timing? I am ready. All right, it is now time for Rick Emerson's Video Rodeo. Oh, I'm, there we go. I can't get... Oh, there we go. Okay. Okay. All right, she's uh, watching. Watch this at rickemerson.com, by the way. Although you, you shouldn't. That's fine. Okay. Oh, man. Now, Greg made it 55 seconds. 20 seconds. You're at 20. You're about halfway to beating Greg's record, actually. Keep in mind, I watch, you know, surgery shows on the Discovery Channel, so... But, okay. And when you ask about fluids, I mean, it's fluid in a broad sort of sense. Ah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Party. Oh, man. Oh. Where are we at, uh, time-wise, sir? Oh, there's squeezing coming in, too, isn't there? Oh, okay. And remember to, uh... Oh! Not... Okay, oh! 55! Oh, 55! 55! Oh, my God! Again! Now, remember, please uh, don't describe what you've seen on the screen. You can give your reactions oh. to it, though. I mean... <laughs> I, I really thought I would... You pulled the ripcord like nobody I've ever seen. We should have been filming this. Why weren't we filming this? I don't this? know, because we're stupid. We oh. fail. That is a fail. We should have been filming your I reaction just now. I physically jerked away from it. Yeah, no, you pulled <laughs> away like the screen was going to bite you. Mark? I need to know. I don't know. Both that's the thing them. is, and, and the thing is, by definition, oh. we don't know because we haven't watched it. That's, that's the great thing about Video Rodeo. <laughs> Until you do it, you don't know what you're in for. It's like, uh, it's like going to the, uh, you know, the, the thrill ride of the spook house or something. You just don't know. Don Taylor, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> oh, thank you. Go have some borscht. Uh, you can uh, read her at uh, movies.com or cinematical.com. Coming up in just a few, Tim Riley will recap today's headlines. And uh, at 8 o'clock, Dax Holt from TMZ coming up next hour. We'll talk to Chad Hensley. I wonder if he'd like to see this video. I think so. We, You know, he is going to be living inside a car with all kinds of filth for any number of days. So stay there. The Rick Emerson Show continues live from Portland. Go, go, go. This is the Rick Emerson Show. On Rock 101 KUFO. Broadcasting in color. Huh? Yeah, that's right. Who's rigged now, Mr. Riggy Man? The Rick Emerson Show returns.
failed by not filming Don's reaction. We, I just gave the camera to Greg. We gotta be sure to do that from now on. She pulled away like that screen was gonna bite her. There's something kind of bad at 55 seconds. There's no getting around that. Alright, I'm looking here at the uh, text messages at 52051. Rick, I've got a dead girl at home. I'm sorry. What? I've got no, 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 no. I'm sorry. He says, I've got dead girl at home. The movie, I think, is what he's talking about. Not a dead girl. My laptop subpoenaed. Uh, no, he says, I've got Dead Girl, the movie at home, but I'm too creeped out to watch it. I might work up the courage uh, this weekend. He says, I know what video you are showing to everybody. Based on Don's reaction, it's traumatic. Being a man, I have no idea what can make you do that to yourself. Oh. Now, see, I don't even I think he might be thinking of a different video. I think he might be thinking of, he's probably talking about glass ass. Probably. Uh, this one says, uh, oh, poor Dawn, at least she didn't have sound. The sound on that video is even worse than the image. I don't know how that could be possible. Oh. It's 503-228-4101. Coming up at 8 o'clock, Dax Holt from TMZ. Uh, coming up at 820, we will talk to Chad Hensley, who's going to be one of the competitors for KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest. Wait, and uh, watch it, right? I think so because he's going to be. I mean, he's going to be taking part in sort of an endurance contest. Yeah, if he can't survive anyway. watching fifty-five seconds of a video, that's true. Then... How's he going to take weeks of living inside a vehicle? We're with, just trying uh, to help him out. Three him progressively smelly Portlanders. All right, is one of them from Gresham? I think yeah. yes, yeah, yes. The, Let's. Yes. Uh, I think there's one that's reported to be a crier. Enough said. All right. Uh, Tim Riley's working on the following stories on your Tuesday morning. Well, enjoy the last nice day in a long time. It's going to be sunny today. Highs in the 80s. Rain comes in for like four straight days tomorrow. Mayor Adams wants new regulations for horse-drawn carriages after one dropped dead downtown a few weeks ago. Uh, When did that happen? A few weeks ago, I guess is what you should, but I mean, yeah, I don't it was, remember. it was during a wedding in front of the library. The horse dropped dead. I do remember people. that. It was, during that? The, it was a heat wave. Okay, You're, I right. do remember that story now. So they want to stop that. Uh, Oregon's jobless rate ticked upward again in August. It is now, it was 12.2%. And violent crime in Oregon has hit a 40-year low. People are behaving themselves. Well, except for in Southeast. <laughs> well, of course. But I mean, it's a, <laughs> The godless Southeast. It is, it's a relative kind of behaving themselves. All right. That is uh, Tim Riley, ladies and gentlemen. So I've got, by the way, speaking of survive it and drive it, I have the, uh, I have the actual rules here. Uh, yeah, so you should give some backstory for people who don't know what this is. Good. Sarah, I like the way you think. <laughs> Look at you setting the stage and giving a reset well, for the a, topic at hand. It's a cool concept. Uh, so I'm looking. So basically, wow, I just opened to a, to a really, really awkward page here in the uh, in, in the rules for Survive It and Drive It about uh, what they will be able to do, what they will not be able to do. So th- these folks are going to be put inside. Um, they're going to be put inside a vehicle, four of them. And they're all going to be in the same vehicle, And they're right? all going to be there. And the thing is, and, and then it, it's sort of the best kind of concept. It's like uh, it's like sort of my favorite movies are the closed room setup. It's like Die Hard, you know, guy trapped inside a uh, skyscraper. Or Passenger 57, guy trapped inside a plane. Or I just watched this great zombie movie the other day called Wreck, where it's a bunch of people just sealed inside um, sealed inside an apartment building with zombies. Nobody can get out. Go. And this is like that. Fewer zombies, less John McClane. It's four people, and they're going to be inside a vehicle for as long as it takes for, I think, three of them just to crack and give up. 
That's kind of the deal. And so the prize they're all playing for, though, is this: it's a, it's a Dodge Ram truck. And the deal is if you can stay inside longer than everybody else, if you can outlast everybody else That's inside so the rad. truck, then the truck is yours. Which, so is it the one that they're staying in that they can win? I think that they're actually st- I I would hope that they give it a good scrubbing afterward. <laughs> I actually want to clarify that, whether it is the actual truck that they're winning that they're going to be. Greg, do you know? Well, because are in, they- the, in Hands on a Hard Body, it was that truck. I can't imagine that they that it's the same one, though. Is it? I don't know. I mean, do they have like an extra truck they would let them do that in? I would think it would be that truck that they win, but I don't know that for sure, though. God, it's just going to smell like Gresham, though. I mean, I mean, Maybe regardless- there's a detailing that comes along with the truck. <laughs> Maybe there's some sort of a power cleaning that comes along with that. So they have to stay inside the truck, and we're going to be, I mean, there's going to be cameras on them the whole time. There's going to be, I think they're all going to be mic'd. 24 hours a day. Oh, man. Um, you know, and they get out, I think, every now and again to, you know, uh, relieve themselves. Although I know that there are certain things that will disqualify them right away. The deal is four people go in, presumably one comes out at the end, uh, and then that person wins the Dodge so Ram. So we get from to Dick play Hanna. like Big Brother, basically. That's like, exactly we get to watch them and dictate, like. Now, but here's the thing about it. I think that we actually, uh, you know, we ourselves and also we, the station, I think we get to uh, to try to do things to make them crack. <gasps> and I want to ask Susan Reynolds exactly uh, exactly what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to like, do in are, terms what are you of. Thinking? Well, I'm looking here at what they uh, what they must do and what they are not allowed to do. So the only items I'm just going to read this is the official. Uh, these are the official rules from KUFO Survive It and Drive It. The only items allowed inside the vehicle are one blanket per finalist and food and beverages. Can they throw stuff away? Or does, this, does the trash have to stay inside with oh them? Oh, my God. I, I hope it has to accumulate. That would I'm be awesome. I'm pretty sure the trash has to stay in there with them. That oh. is fantastic. What if one of them is like a vegetarian or living in their own someone filth? Someone else is like shoving like meat in their face. I hope so. I uh, I I hope that there's... I hope that the, the, all these contestants somehow, whether by happenstance or whether intentionally, I hope that they were all selected... You know, sort of to increase the maximum potential of, I don't know, discord or strife or... Why, Rick, look who it is. Hey, it's uh, Alpha Broadcasting Marketing Guru Susan Donaff with me, Reynolds. Hello, Susan. Good morning. So we have we lots have of questions, questions about Survive It and Drive It. <laughs> Fire away. The vehicle they're staying in, because they're, they're uh, competing to win a Dodge uh, truck from Dick Hanna. And right. is this the actual truck they're staying in? It is. Are they going to get, gonna get like it cleaned a afterward? <laughs> yes. Uh, fortunately for us, Decana has a, a, right. a detailing awesome. right there. So we will have the truck detailed before it's given to the winner. So <laughs> they go in when? When do they get you know sealed inside this thing? Monday morning. Uh, and it'll happen live on the air here. Because Court and uh, Bobby are going to be out there. Court yeah, they'll be morning. out there. And um, we'll be out there you know, way early on, uh, on Monday morning. <laughs> it's your best day ever You're already. Excited. Oh, best two weeks coming. Uh, but uh, I, I believe we're going to put them in the truck at around 7 a.m. And, and you know what? I was looking at the forecast, and Monday's supposed to be 90. Oh, have fun with that. Can we... Uh... Oh, do they get like AC in there? Well, no, because we don't want to leave the truck on. Well, yeah, Sarah. That Somebody would be... might drive away. And think of the environment, won't you please? Where's your respect for Mother and, Earth? And the gas and all that. But no, we will, um, you know, we'll be out there with them 24-7, basically. And um, it, it's going to be an interesting social experience. I mean, presumably we won't let them die. We're not intercom, but I, I mean, mean they, are people but they allowed will to come be. up and talk to them? With yeah, the and they the get out of down? the vehicle every three hours for a break, fifteen minute break. We have, um, uh, you know, porta potties out there for their uh, convenience. And um, what if it, they can't wait? What if they're in the truck and they're like, I don't know, I shouldn't have emergency. had that big gulp. I. Well, that's where everyone's going to have to monitor their own. Uh, 
you know, their own, what would you say? Bodily functions. Yes. We tried to ask them, you know, we brought them all in, we interviewed them, and and, um, there was a moment there where we started asking about certain habits that people might have. And I tell you what. uh, What I mean, when you say certain habits, what do you mean? (laughs) I mean, certain, like, you know, how often do you have to go, you know, kind of. When is your morning constitutional? And one guy uh, literally got into too much detail, and that's when I about lost it. So it's been an interesting uh, thing, and we haven't even really started yet. I I was actually going to ask you, I mean, you really have seen, it's like the American Idol thing. You've seen everybody come in, and you just talk to one person after another after another. Literally, I, I feel like I am producing a reality show. Uh, now, we'll also have webcams, so, you know, the audience at large will be able to log on to KUFO.com and watch all of this from a couple of different angles. Um, we're going to have a couple, uh, two webcams in the truck, one outside the truck. So, you know, there's not a thing you would miss if you really were interested and wanted to uh, check it out. Now, and the thing is, they're not allowed. Here's the other deal about this. They're not allowed to bring any, like, entertainment items in there with them. Oh, like, no. They can't bring a book, for no. example. Or music no. or anything. They, they'll be listening to KUFO. Oh, yes. But they can't, like, you... They can't so you, bring a book? Like, you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't bring anything to read or a cell phone oh, or anything. Oh, no, no laptop, no cell phone. There's nothing to amuse yourself. Now, uh, you know, we're going to amuse them with uh, some challenges and things along the way. Because- nope. I'm sorry, I just said this other thing. No pillows, no change of clothing. So they're in the same nasty-ass clothes. Oh, oh and might I say, we God. are we are producing up a special T-shirt uh, for each of them to wear, which they will wear the entire time, and it'll be white. When they start, Ugh. by the time they're done, who knows what Ugh. color it will be. No weapons, no electronic devices, no cell phone, no portable video game player, no book, no magazine, no radio, no cassette, no CD player, no other items of any kind. So literally all they are allowed to take is a blanket and then like the clothes on their back, uh, food and beverage. That's that's it. And, that's then the, awesome. and then the trash stays in there as they eat. <laughs> it does. And the thing is, awesome. we have some sponsors. We have uh, Domino's uh, has sponsors. So these, these folks will be eating an awful lot of pizza. And um, and Jackson's Market, so they're going to be providing coffee and and uh, snacks and such. So. Oh, that's cool. I'm going through these rules one at a time here. So it says... Um, oh, it gets interesting. Uh, no indecent exposure will be permitted. Mm-hmm. No excessive verbal abuse inside the vehicle. I like how the verbal abuse excessive. is allowed. It just can't be excessive. <laughs> and what constitutes excessive verbal abuse will be at the sole discretion of the on-site judges. So you can verbally abuse, just not to excess. And that will, that most likely will be me. You could trash talk. Yeah, you can trash talk. Susan has a high tolerance for trash (laughs) I've got kids. I know what goes on. I also, you know, was the architect of those rules. And, um, you know, we we also had uh, one of our uh, former sister stations in Philly uh, did this contest. And I spoke with them to get their insight. How how often are the breaks? Every three hours. So no. And they're staying there all day, all night. Oh, yeah. Like until, until, yeah. Until they can't take it anymore. Until somebody uh, cracks and then there's one person left. No smoking, no drugs, obviously. So if you smoke. Do any of them smoke? Yes. Once, 15 minutes every three hours. Have I fun said, with that. what are you going to do? Get out of the truck and just chain smoke until you give it? You know, they all claim, every single one of them said, I can do this. Well, of course. That's the, you know. Right. Well, we'll see. What else are you going to say? I don't know. I'll fail. I mean, that's the. Well, and they all have a strategy. Of course. You know? What strategy? Like, you're sitting in a chair. What no, is your strategy? I mean, there's strategy on, you know, how you're going to drive other people crazy or what things might drive you crazy. You know, there's right. strategy. Well, oh. here's, we got to wrap it up here in a second, but I, I have to ask you this, Susan. So this is, okay, so we're going to be talking to Chad Hensley next hour. Right. He is one of the contestants, of one of the four for Survive It and Drive It, which kicks off uh, Monday, 7 a.m. So what. How should I put this? A, what are we uh, sort of allowed to ask him in here? And, and is there anything you in particular would like us to sort of, uh, you know, drill him with? Are we allowed to ask him about here? strategies? Sure, why not? I mean, we did. 
you can ask anything you'd like. I mean, these people, we got them to tell us things that they haven't even told their families. Really? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, there you go. So that is uh, coming up next hour, 820. And we're not even, we come back, we're not even halfway through these rules. And I've even gotten to the one that gave me pause. There's a rule that sort of leapt off the page about halfway through that we'll, uh, we'll get to this when we return. Fantastic. Hey, while you're here, do you want to watch a video? No. All right. Maybe Chad will. 503-228-4101 is our telephone number. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Coming up at 8 o'clock, Dax Holt from TMZ. 820, Chad Hensley, one of our Survive It and Drive It contestants. And Greg Nibbler's Ball Talk coming up at 840. Susan uh, Reynolds, don't F with me, uh, she says. And she means it, ladies and gentlemen. You stay there. We are live from Portland. Stay right there. The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101. KUFO. KUFO Portland. It is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. 503-228-4101. In just a, a few moments, we'll have ball talk with Greg Nibbler. Uh, Dax Holt from TMZ be joining us now at uh, 840. And at 820 this morning, we'll talk to uh, Chad Hensley. He's going to be the first person we're speaking with who is a competitor in KUFO's Survive It and Drive It from Decana Dodge. And I have the rule book here. We got about halfway through. So the deal is, on Monday, four of them, and so we have uh, Chad today, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, each day we're going to talk to one of the other contestants. So by the end Mm -hmm. of the week, we'll have talked to all four. Monday morning, 7 a.m., they all get shoved into the truck, and then uh, they got to just stay in there until only one of them is left. And I guess, from what I'm seeing here, they're not allowed to take anything in other than a single blanket and whatever they're going to eat and drink. But then, but but, but they got to be careful about that, because apparently all of that stays inside with them. And I think the food is at the sole discretion of KUFO. And as part of that, apparently they were asked... See, this is... When people are interviewed, you could take a, a tip from the uh, American Idol folks because they really run the ringer uh, you know, uh, you know, over these people when they come in. I guess as part of the interviewing process, they were asked what food they really, really prefer and what food they loathe. And so you know at some point they're probably just going to find whatever food that, you know, that they loathe, and that's what they're going to get for like 36 or 48 hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just going to be... What is the, uh, Always food, lie. What is the food you like the least, Sarah? I don't know. I mean, what if you I were just I don't like to, stuffed uh, peppers. What if you were just to get nothing but stuffed peppers for like... I would a, be really grossed out. If, I, would, I would lose five pounds because I wouldn't eat. If they just... So, look, this is what you're going to get for 10 days. It's going to be 10 days of stuffed peppers. No. Nah, see? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Um, God, uh, food I don't care for. Bananas. I love bananas. Yeah, I don't. Not not so much. I loathe bananas. I I, really, I have an almost visceral response Chelsea to bananas. Chelsea hates bananas. Yeah, they're awful. They're horrible. <laughs> no indecent exposure will be permitted. No excessive verbal abuse, but that's at the uh, discretion of the judges. No smoking. So if they smoke, and I guess at least one of them does, they're going to get a 15-minute uh, break every three hours. No, um... How about this one? Seating inside the vehicle will be selected as set forth herein. So th- this uh, rule agreement actually specifies that I think KUFO picks the seats and then, wait for it, you are not allowed to trade seats. Finalists may not trust so you. go and you pick a seat and you are just sitting there. So you're basically in almost like a sensory deprivation tank or something like that. The- Can the windows be down? Are the windows going to be rolled down? I don't know. It's probably uh, explicated in here somewhere. How about this one? Vomiting and or bodily waste elimination 
will result in immediate disqualification of a finalist. So that uh, apparently one of the guys came in for the interview. He was being, uh, you know, they were kind of asking him all the preliminary questions. And I guess he revealed that his, his buddy told him his, the strategy was to get in and then just... just uh, Start projectile vomiting? Uh, wrong end. Um, oh. Right away. And well, because the buddy was like, "No," and then everybody will leave the truck, dude, and then you win, and then you win. By the way, a truck that reeks of, of fecal matter, which you probably don't want, but I don't think you can do that anyway. That was his pal's suggestion. Your pals are always the guys are always good with that kind of advice. No, 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 dude. The first thing you do is just fill your pants, and then everybody else will leave, and then then you are victorious. But then, of course, you're known as the guy who moved his bowels inside pants next to some people in a truck. Oh, but that wouldn't work anyway. It says vomiting and or bodily waste elimination which means you can't, uh, the number one either, will result in immediate disqualification. If such incidents occur, KUFO reserves the right to call an official timeout to allow for cleanup, purportedly that you will be uh, uh, billed for. Foul play will not be tolerated. No throwing of items out of the vehicle. No pushing, shoving, hitting, spitting. No physical viol- uh, violence. Oh, wait, how about this? There will be no physical violence toward any of the finalists to make them exit the vehicle. So maybe if there's no chance that, like, it's going to make them exit the vehicle, like, you know, if you were just going to punch a guy in the face just because they had it coming, yeah. I'm just going to knock out a guy's tooth because you don't care for him. Food, beverage, toilet facilities will be provided. Finalists are able to eat and drink inside the vehicle. Food and beverages may be brought by family and friends, but may only be delivered by the KUFO staff. Wow. All right. So this we're going to talk to the first guy who's competing in this uh, later on in the hour. Um, it is 503-228-4101. We also have that audio from um, Kanye West on Leno last night that we'll get to uh, in just a few. So that is coming up as well. And then at 840, we will talk to our good friend Dax Holt from TMZ. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Please make way for Ball Talk. All Greg right. Nibler. Ball Talk. So, uh... For the second day in a row, surprisingly, we have actually some tennis ball talk to talk about. Uh, Roger Federer's bid for a sixth straight U.S. Open championship was upset by Juan Martin Del Potro. I have no idea if that's really how you say that name. Uh, from uh, Argentina, and he, uh, Roger Federer was not happy during this match and actually got caught by the uh, cameras. Uh, vocalizing his uh, his displeasure with an, a judgment by the line judge, and uh, I think we have that audio right here. Don't tell me to be quiet, okay? When I want to talk, to talk, right? I don't give a what he said. I just say he waited too long. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I, was we were noting earlier that it was uh, John McEnroe that really set the standard for this sort of a verbal abuse, as KUFO would call it. It really is, but from my understanding, no, nobody's really uh, taken up this uh, mantle for quite some time, and now in two days we've had Serena Williams uh, basically threaten the life of a line judge, and now this guy throwing a tantrum and uh, using more expletives that are being caught on television, because I don't think the censors are used to this for tennis, and uh, so it's, it's actually, I'm kind of interested now, I kind of want to watch tennis, which I've never wanted to watch before, just because of the threat of violence or profanity. It's because there may be a beatdown at some yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, somebody's, it's going to happen. It seems like it's escalating, so that's awesome. Uh, in NFL news, uh, Brian Urlacher, the former boyfriend of Paris Hilton and the linebacker for the Chicago Bears, has had season-ending surgery, so he's out for the year. Uh, in Monday Night Football last night, there were actually a couple of really good games. The Chargers beat the Raiders, and Tom Brady led the Patriots on a miraculous comeback. They were down by 12 with about five minutes left, and of course, of all people, Tom Brady led them back, scored a touchdown. The Bills got the ball, fumbled it. Tom Brady scored again. 
and then they won the game, just like Tom Brady always does. No matter how much you want that guy to fail, he just keeps on coming back. Is he a golden boy? He's one of those golden boys. He dates models. He's like hosted Saturday Night Live three or four times. He has three or four Super Bowl rings. Nothing ever really goes wrong for that guy. He was out with potentially devastating uh, knee injury last year, and now he comes back and boom, he's right back on top. He's the kind of guy you just love to hate. If uh, if they were to make a movie of his life, who would play him? Uh, oh God, who would play who would play Tom Brady? I don't know who's the. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think who would be the All American. Ryan Reynolds or something that's, like that. I was, yeah. I was just going to go with Ryan Reynolds, yeah. actually. Yeah, that's, right. that's who I would think, yeah. He, he would be that guy. Okay. Just well, nothing ever goes wrong for You know, him. I'm going to hate him along with you, just as sort of a sympathy thing. It's very easy to do. Right, so, awesome. uh, anyway, that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. There you go. Ball Talk with Greg Nibbler coming up at 820. We will talk to Chad Hensley, our first competitor in Survive It and Drive It at 840. Dax Holt from TMC. 9 o'clock smells like the 90s with our good friend Buzz. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's the Rick Emerson Show, and if you have listened to us for any length of time, you have heard us talk about Viso, more of everything good. You can find out more about it at drinkviso.com. And if you haven't uh, heard about Viso and if you haven't tried Viso, then in a way I sort of envy you. If you're not drinking a Viso right now, if you haven't enjoyed this wondrous, miraculous, almost godlike beverage... Uh, then in a strange sort of way, you are better off than I am today because you get to try it for the very first time. And once you try it, it is going to, uh, as they say, throw into stark relief the difference between Viso and everything else out there. The world is full of things that call themselves uh, healthy or natural or good tasting, full of energy drinks. And you know, open them, you try them, and it's just, uh, you know, they, and they just taste like chemicals. They just taste bad, and your body can tell that there's just something not altogether right with the ingredients. Viso, your uh, tongue can tell the difference. It really can. You open it, you drink it, and you can tell that it's all natural. It's actually got even more fruit juice now. They've augmented the recipe. It's even more fruit juice inside. Comes in a variety of flavors. Some of it low-cal, some of it not. It's all organically sweetened. It's got uh, your vitamins, your minerals, electrolytes for your lawn, potassium, calcium, whatever else you might need for the day, and it's good tasting. That's the important thing. It is good, and it's good for you, and it's made right here in Portland, Oregon. Viso is a local company. Your money stays right here in Portland, so you can feel good about that. They have it at Fred Meyer in the cold section. They have it at 7-Eleven. They have it at all plaid pantries. They have it at Zupans, Whole Foods, and myriad other locations scattered around town. You can go to drinkviso.com to find out more. Try it, and you will understand the difference. Viso, now even more of everything good. The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO. It is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It is Tuesday, September 15th, 503-228-4101. You can also email if you like. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Or you can text at 520-51. Coming up at uh, 840, Dax Holt from TMZ. 9 o'clock smells like the 90s with our good friend Buzz. And this afternoon, 3 to 7, Court and Fatboy, they're going to be giving away uh, Northwest Music Fest wristbands all week long, so be listening for that. All right, so you heard us talk about KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest, which kicks off Monday. Survive It and Drive It, which is going to be four people, I was going to say essentially living, it's not even really essentially. It's they living, will, just hang <laughs> They will, in fact, be living uh, inside a truck from Dick Hanna Dodge, and it is the same truck that they, whoever lasts the longest, that you know, they'll win the truck. And there's four people go in, and they, they um, are assigned a seat. They can't move, they can't switch seats, they can't do anything, they can't bring any books, can't bring any amusements of any kind. Uh, they're allowed to leave for 15 minutes, I, I think, every three hours. Yeah, cause so, that, so if they can leave 15 minutes every three hours, that means they have to spend 22 hours a day in the car. 22 hours, and I mean, you know, even just over the course of a week, that's 150 hours, and it's a long time. Oy. Um, and I, you know, the thing that would kill me, the thing that I wouldn't be able to do, well, there's two things. One, 
is you just know there's one of them that's going to have some sort of irritating, like a gum chewing habit, or like they're going to, or they're going to like, you know, they're going to be, they're, they're going to like pick they're gonna be zits stink- or something. Oh, no, one or, of them's th- going to be stinky. Yeah, there's always a stinky person. There are always at least one out of four people is always stinky. Come also, on. I will guarantee you that one of the four people is going to be talking a lot, and it's just going to be like the least interesting, most banal, most irritating conversations you could possibly imagine. I know that because every time I have to be anywhere in an enclosed space for any length of time, say airplane, doesn't matter. Mm. That's I'm always right within earshot of that person. But he doesn't look stinky. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show, Chen Hensley. Hello, sir. How are How you? How are you guys doing? I'm good. You don't look stinky, by the way. No, he looks well, very thank you. Like, thank clean. You. You, look, uh, you look kemped, as the, uh, as, the, as the young people say. So are you nervous about this at all? Scale of one to ten. Uh, yeah, I'm more excited than nervous, honestly. Oh. Yeah. And so you're going at 7 a.m. Now you have, uh, if I can ask you, you're married, you are uh, engaged, anything like that? Engaged. You're engaged. engaged. Yep. Recently engaged? Yeah, I am. Yep. Oh, cool. Did she weigh in on Thank this? You. How did she feel about you uh, being gone for weeks on end, living inside a truck? You know, she's upset at that fact, but she's more excited and now, for it, me. What, how's that excitement going to pan out? That would be a good out? engagement present, you know? Get a brand new truck. Yeah, but you exactly. know, a bad engagement present is failure. That's uh, <laughs> that's not going to. Oh, impri- nice. No, I'm just saying. I look. I'm I'm trying to give you more motivation. I'm saying that if you win the truck, if you outlast everybody else, and uh, you know, you win uh, the Dodge from you know this Decana Dodge truck, that's going to impress everybody. What about her uh, her parents, your in laws? What are they like? Do they like you? You know, um, she's actually she doesn't have parents anymore. Um, does she uh, have family just, or friends, she, though? She does they have you? family. Um, do they approve of you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, is that a tentative approval, or do you think no, it's like... No, he seems like a very nice guy. Look at I'm this. trying to <laughs> rattle him. Why are you... Do, is it, wait a minute. Are you the good cop here? That's Yeah, totally. Okay. So, you know, the thing is, if you fail, then you uh, you will have brought shame upon yourself, but also on her, which means that you will be persona non grata with all of her friends. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I don't plan on failing, though. So what, so. what in your life do you think has prepared you for, you know, this epic quest that you're going to go on next week? What in my life? Like, how do you think? Why do you think that you will come out on top overall? Very determined. <laughs> Have it, has it occurred to you? And I'm sure that it has. That you are going up against three other people who I think everybody said like, "I will win this," and that was the deal. Like right out of the gate, all you know, everybody involved was like, "I will be victorious." Right. Do you have a strategy, though, given that you're going to be competing against other people who are just as determined? I, I do. I have a secret strategy. Can you? Can you? <laughs> what is your secret strategy? Okay. Uh, well. Garlic will be a part of it. Oh, <laughs> I think I've cracked your code, sir. Does does this involve uh, any opening but your mouth? <laughs> no. Seriously, because no. It, okay. We, no. we were saying you couldn't. Uh, somebody asked about bathroom breaks. We said, well, you get to go out and use the bathroom every three hours, 15 right. minutes, whatever. But it is in the actual rules. It's like you, you may not. There, there is no releasing of a bodily fluid or, or waste of any kind. Everybody then immediately went to the uh, other yes. way. Everybody, everybody went to flatulence. It, it just instantly, like mm-hmm. within a nanosecond. So, um, how do you? Are you good at uh, tolerating the flatulence of others? I think so for a well, truck. I, well, I mean, I've been just saying, you know, there's, uh, everybody's got their own sort of way of approaching this. So I'm wondering, and it could get dangerous because people, I mean, can you know inhale too much what carbon monoxide from other people's bodies. That's true. I hadn't really thought about no, it. In the 90-degree heat. Yeah, we've had stories about people dying. I hadn't really thought. Not that, not that that's probably going to happen. That We're, although, that brings me to the uh, to the release that you signed here. It actually says, <laughs> I'm looking at the release that you signed. I assume any and all risks involved in or arising from my participation in the contest, including without limitation the risk of 
death or dismemberment, bodily injury, uh, property damage, the negligence omission, deliberate act of another person. So really, if somebody, if I mean, somebody it, goes crazy and murders you, we're not responsible. That's, yeah, I that's mean, it. we will be entertained, but we won't be responsible. <laughs> exactly. The, no, you know, and here's the other thing in the rules. It does actually say that you may not engage in physical violence with the aim of limit uh, of removing a person from the truck. It doesn't say anything about physical violence just, like, you know, for fun. Like, just for sport. Right, right. So, you know, you know, you might turn around and this guy's got a corkscrew out. I mean, <laughs> do you trash talk very well? I think so. Let me ask you about your underwear. And I'm not going to tell you who in the room came up with that. But I did, somebody, I did. <laughs> somebody wants to know about your underwear. And are you? Do, I want to know about everybody's underwear in the car. So we're going to make that a stock question, buddy. Do you wear underwear, first of all? Yes. Boxers or briefs? Boxer briefs. So the boxer now wait a no, minute. Boxer those are briefs the, might be a, like you're going to be in hot dude, weather. Are you going to switch it up? That's going to chafe. Well, there's no switching. He can't. They can't no, bring it. No, but I mean, like, them. is he going to wear boxers instead of his usual boxer briefs? So, like, we should give everybody one little tip. Uh, your should. tip is wear yeah. boxers. That's the okay. one tip we're going to give you. Boxer briefs. That's bad. Especially yeah. if those yeah. are going to be stuck to you, like for couple of weeks. No, right. <laughs> Look, here's here's an interesting story. So uh, I went to New York last month and I did I, the thing where you get there and you always realize you forgot something. And I and I realized we were going to be there for like 10 days and I bought three, I brought three pair of boxers. And I was like, ah, oh, crap, you know, three pair of boxers. And I don't want to, you know, there's, you know, you want to go do laundry in a, you know, in another city. It's just a big pain. So I told my wife when she was going, I said, hey, you, you going out? And she said, I said, hey, there's that store down the street. It's like a, you know, like a, a catch-all like a store. Or something? Yeah. I'm like, you know, if, if they sell clothes, you see if they, if they sell like, you know, just shorts and just pick me up a few pair. So my wife, God bless her, just sort of did what guys do. She punted on what I like and my size. And she brought back these boxer briefs that were like way, way too small. And I actually kind of <laughs> kept them because they're hilarious, but you don't want to know from chafing. I mean, you, you ch- friend chafing like you've never experienced. What kind of person bugs you the most? What are personality traits that irritate you? Wow, that's a good question. Um, you know, I'm not irritated easily. So that's I, I think that's something that will help me. Do you think Is, you're pretty calm in life? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You think that you don't get rattled very easily at no, all? No. Mm. What is your least favorite kind of music? <clears throat> Country. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What if somebody were to tell you, theoretically, like, uh, I don't know, you just, uh, you know, you're going to be in this truck for, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve days, however long, and it's going to be just country music all the time. <laughs> I think I'd be okay. What is your least favorite food? Anything with tofu in it. What if you had to eat nothing but tofu? Is that a deal breaker? You didn't It'd let be, them you know, know, right? You didn't tell anyone. Did you reveal your least favorite food to them? Oh, oh yeah. Never oh, show your weakness. I should have. I should have lied. Cheeseburgers. I no, hate them. You yes. never ever. <laughs> Cheeseburgers and milkshakes. Dude, no, 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 no. All right. Uh, oh. Well, God help you. God speed you, Chad Endley. That's all I can say. Uh, KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest kicks off Monday, 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 seven a.m. And it's uh, it, they're going to be happening at Dick Hannah Dodge, and we will have. That's it. Um, it is uh, the auto. It's at the Mill Plane. Is that the road I'm giving? I wrote I it down so. and then I forgot. I, uh, I'm full I of failure. Fourth Plane and Auto Mall Drive is where it is. It is Monday morning, 7 a.m. So for you guys going, do you know Do you know the other people who are going in? Have you met them? I have not met them. So you're going to meet for the first time Monday? Exactly. Oh, that's yep. got to be fun. <laughs> uh, are you a little nervous? Um, I'm, I'm more excited than anything, honestly. I, I can tell you um, for a fact that there's a crazy person. There is a crazy person. person. Yeah. I'm pretty crazy, though. Yeah, I was oh, going to say. Oh, <laughs> I don't think you're going to mention this. Uh, what is the, my final question, what is the most stressful thing you have ever endured uh, or the most tension-filled situation you have ever had to make it through? Wow. That is a tough question. Because you have to have something to compare this to. You have to go, well, at least this wasn't as bad as that time when <gasps> I was... That's a good like, you know, psychological way to get through exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you have to have something that you can contrast it to in the moment. So. I don't think I have anything 
even close to this extreme. Okay, well, here's <laughs> we're going to solve that problem right now. <laughs> All right, sir, I want you to do me a favor and sidle your chair over toward okay. me. Uh, I don't know to what extent you're familiar with this program, but I'm going to tell you about a little thing we do called Video Rodeo. Video Rodeo, uh, Chad, is a segment where we have you watch a video online, and there's always uh, something that we found on the Internet that a listener has, uh, has uh, passed our way. Chad, have you ever heard our fine radio program? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Are you lying? No, I'm not lying. All right. <laughs> so video rodeo is something that we do on an ongoing basis. Somebody will send us a video, and the deal is you got to watch the video, and you cannot avert your eyes. Okay. Have you seen our latest installment of video rodeo? No, I awesome. have not. Greg Nibbler, oh, oh, oh. right here to your left, he made it 55 seconds into this before yeah, he I had to look away. I heard that on the way here, and Don, I heard that you might make me watch this. Don Taylor, <laughs> so you, pre- you prepped? You haven't seen it, though. You I have cheated. not seen it, no. All right, so Don Taylor tied, uh, tied Greg to at 55 second. seconds. 55 seconds. So I'm going to cue up the music here, and then <laughs> we are going to have you watch the latest installment of Video Rodeo, because then, even in your darkest moment, in, 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 the, in the, the hour where you are bereft of all hope, where salvation has abandoned you, sir, <laughs> um, you will be able to look back and say, well, God, at least it's not that Video Rodeo segment. <laughs> so my only request is, as I, uh, as I said to Dawn, whenever you bail out of this, you got to close the window so I don't have to look at it. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Make sure the sound is off. All right. So, can you see the screen? Yes. All right. So, right there. And you, when I give you the signal, just click the bottom of the mouse pad here, just about when I give you the signal. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Chad is going to take part in video rodeo. All right. Click play, sir. And you may not describe what's happening on the screen, but you can uh, give us your reaction. Okay. You can watch along with, uh, with Chad at uh, rickemerson.com, by the way. Oh wow! I gotta move further <laughs> over here. I almost accidentally oh, saw. Oh god! It. I can almost see. I can see it in the reflection of the. the re- <laughs> yeah, eyes on the screen, Mister. And remember, Greg and Dawn made it to 55 seconds. 30. Part of video rodeo. Looks like he might be sick a little bit. I'm sensing he's got <laughs> saliva buildup in his mouth. Uh, ah! Okay, wait. But that was an accident. Don't look. Where are we 40. at? 40. All right. Apparently, 55 is when something unpleasant happens. Greg is Greg is, Greg is Greg is actually holding up a hand and shielding himself <laughs> from the screen. 50. 50 seconds. He's now approaching the uh, now approaching the mark where Greg and Don both bailed out. That's pretty bad. Wow. <laughs> He's past 55 seconds. A Don't forget, you can be uh, following along at. Rick he's doing this weird like nose twitching thing like he's not ready to be sick. It's pretty bad. Oh, keep watching. Oh. Greg is actually looking a little bit ill just having to stand there and film his reaction. Where are we you at, sir? I saw something you shouldn't have. Yes. Oh, this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> We're at a minute 30. <laughs> I have to say, you're holding it together well, though, sir. <laughs> no, he's starting to lick his lips a little bit. Oh, good. man. Oh, <laughs> He's actually flushing a little bit. Yeah, I am, yeah. Whatever you do, don't think about mayonnaise. I've been told that if you... <laughs> or toothpaste. Oh, no. Or cottage cheese. I've been, oh, yes, God. I've been told if you think about any of those things that it's going uh, to go badly for you. Don't think about the tofu that they will undoubtedly be serving you. <laughs> don't think about mushy, warm tofu. <laughs> Runny tofu, probably. Mm. probably oh, chopped, lips probably. Are, his lips are twitching. Tofu chopped up with milk. Ugh.
Uh, all right, where are we at? Oh, he's Sorbonne. doing well. He's he's well over two minutes. It's not even halfway. Your, your uh, spirit is broken. <laughs> not even halfway. I, I have to say, Rick, I kind of believe that he might do well at this. I have contest. to say, we'll uh, we'll pull the ripcord right now. Then, well done, sir. Thank all you. right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Chad Hensley is our first uh, contestant for Survive It and Drive It, which begins Monday morning. We return. We got Dax Holt from TMZ and uh, Buzz coming up at nine with Smells Like the Nineties. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. Broadcasting from the greatest city on earth. Portland is vying to become the world's leader in solar-powered toilets. I know we can do it. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Now broadcasting everywhere at all times to everyone. As a rock star, you know, I was being a rock star in the music through Lump Biscuit and the rock star. The Rick Emerson Show returns. It is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Join us tomorrow when our guests will include Ryan White, music editor for the Oregonian. Before we do uh, anything else, we'll be joined by uh, Dax Holt from TMZ in just one moment. We're going to talk about Shine a Light, a night at the museum. It's a new to... Uh it is a night of art, music, games, and more on one night only. That is this Saturday, September 19th at the Portland Art Museum from 6 to midnight. You'll sample art-inspired beer by Lompoc Laurelwood and the Laurelwood. I think my Doing ability to champ. speak is just, uh, <laughs> that's fallen out of my head. And the Lucky Lab and listen to great musicians as well. And it's happening this Saturday, September 19th at the Portland Art Museum, 6 p.m. to midnight. Shine a light, a night at the museum. And uh, right now, actually, we will take caller 10 at 503 Two two eight four one zero one five zero three two two eight four one zero one, and uh, if you are that caller, you will win four tickets to Shine a Light and out of the museum happening this Saturday, September nineteenth. It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock one hundred one KUFO. And now, without further ado, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from TMZ, Dax Holt. Uh, first question before we talk about uh, Patrick Swayze is Kanye West, who, in what seems to me to be sort of a, a, a transparent grab for publicity. What is up with him sort of just doing this where he does the bad thing and then apologizes over and over and over and over again? He just doesn't get it. Like, it's just one stunt after another, and he's just so arrogant that he, you know, does it and then goes, oh, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. Did you see his apology on Leno? I did. And do you think uh, he was expecting that question from Leno about his mom, or was that a little bit of a setup? I I don't think he was expecting it because it looked like he was about to cry. I mean, his mom is a very like sore subject for him. Obviously, she uh, died after plastic surgery gone wrong, but uh, and he's been dealing with that ever since. And but for Leno to say, "Hey, Kanye, you know, I knew your mom, and uh, I had the pleasure of meeting her. What do you think she would say about your actions?" Right. Like, Wow, that is a, a knife into Kanye's back right there. But uh, I think he handled himself well. And, uh, you know, honestly, it was a good question for Jay Leno. He put it out there, and uh, Kanye answered it, and it looked like he was about to cry. But I don't know. I, I don't know if it was 100% sincere or not. The uh, the question is, what is what does Taylor Swift think about it? Has she said anything about this? And what is, uh, is, what, what, is there going to be any follow-up from her about it? Uh, you know what? She's been pretty quiet about the whole thing. She said she had never met Kanye before or Beyonce, and that was going first run-in she's had with them, but this honestly just benefits her. It's, it's good for her publicity. You know, she was already selling a gazillion records as right. it was. I think she outsold Kanye already, but uh, it gets uh, it gets her into a whole new field of people that didn't really know who she was, So, and people are siding with her, so I think this is the best thing that could have happened to her. Uh, and then, of course, Patrick Swayze, who, after a long battle with pancreatic cancer, uh, passed away yesterday, and he... 
I think we all kind of knew something was up because he had been very much in the public eye talking about how he was fighting uh, the illness and then just sort of wasn't seen anymore. And that usually is an indication that, you know, things have taken a turn for the worse. But uh, this, was it expected that it would happen about now? Were there, were there rumors? Were there indications of any kind? Yeah, I mean, there was rumors going around that he was doing really bad. I, we had been seeing photos for months on end of him just looking very sick, and we decided we didn't want to publish him because it was such a downer story. Right. Uh, but, I, yeah, I've seen him getting wheeled around in wheelchairs and just losing a ton of weight and hooked up to uh, chemo stuff. And uh, it, we knew it was coming. It's just still a realization when you actually hear that he had passed away. So, Dax Hold, I must ask, what is your favorite Patrick Swayze film? Uh, you know, I'm going to have to go, shoot, <laughs> that's a tough one because there's so many iconic ones that, you know, uh, my wife has made me sit down and watch Dirty Dancing a million times, so I think my wife and I have that one in common, so I'm going to have to go with that one. Excellent, well done. And don't forget, you can uh, catch Dax Holt uh, tonight, 11.30, TMZ TV on Fox 12. All right, it's 503-228-4101. Thank you, Dax. Uh, uh, wow. All right, so, wow, it's already 8.50. There's too many things I know, happening. it's been a crazy Too day. many things, too many things, too many things. Uh, somebody's pointing out that uh, Saturday... Uh, okay, yeah, so we've got the... Um, so th- just a whole busy weekend of stuff all leading up. We've got the museum thing this weekend, and then we've got the, uh, the, the Survive It and Drive It thing kicking off on mm-hmm. Monday. And somebody is asking us if they are going to be rotating seats at some point. And I was actually just mentioned to you during the break that they're going to be doing that. So I guess the deal is when they get into the truck, they're going to draw lots, basically, to for the seat they start in. And then every time they leave the truck, they're going to get out of the truck um, and then have to go back in and rotate a seat. So if, you, so if you're, like, messing up uh, your seat in some uh, way, apparently that will then be sat in by somebody else. So. Okay. That um, seems fair. I, well, we're going to be talking to uh, one person uh, tomorrow, one person Thursday, one person Friday. So by the end of the week, we'll have spoken to everybody who's going to be taking part in the uh, contest. It's all I'm so very excited. Exciting. This guy seemed pretty confident. He seemed, I, I don't know, He seemed kind of... I, hmm. he, he seemed confident, but I, I just... I'm He's going to miss his fiance, though. You can tell that. There's that, and I'm just picturing what it's like... I mean, I've been on, I mean, just, uh, you know, like a, like a bus trip or a cab ride with somebody who bugs the hell out of me. And you're just sitting there and just wanting to put an ice pick into your head about seven minutes into the conversation. I can't. I'm at, like, picture the most amo- uh, annoying person you know. Pictured. And and just be <laughs> and just having to sit next to them, you know, for two weeks, not able to get away from them at all. It's being stuck next to Sybil Faulty. It's like the real world, but um, like speeded up. Exactly. And compressed. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like everyone's going to be nice to each other at first, and then an hour later, everyone's going to be getting on each other's nerves. Mm. Oh, it's going right. to be amazing. We can watch it online. It's going to be fantastic, and it starts. Yes, it's going to be online, and oh. there's going to be they're going to be mic'd all the time, and there's going to be uh, cameras on them. It's going to be webcams, and that starts uh, Monday morning, seven a.m. Don't forget, starting this Friday at 9 a.m., Eagle Landing Golf Course is a public course. It is great no matter what your level of play, and you'll be able to get uh, certificates for $25 that will get you $50 at Eagle Landing Golf Course. That is part of KUFO's half-off sale at KUFO.com. Enjoy 30 acres atop Mount Scott in southeast Portland with 27 holes of par-3 executive golf and 36 holes of miniature golf. It's the KUFO half-off deal this week. And it starts Friday at 9 a.m. Only $25.00. Get you a $50 gift certificate, but if you are caller 10 right now, to wrap things up at 503-228-4101, you will take one of those home with you before you can buy them. And again, those go on sale this Friday, 9 a.m. All right, we want to thank uh, our guest Saul Rubinek from Warehouse 13 on the Sci-Fi Channel, uh, Don Taylor from Movies.com, Dax Holt from TMZ, and Chad Hensley, who is one of the competitors in KUFO's Survive It and Drive It. We will be speaking to another one of the competitors tomorrow. Also, Ryan White, 
from the Oregonian. Rick Emerson Show, produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah Stillen for Rock 101 KUFO. In the newsroom, it is Tim Riley on the phones. Greg Nibbler, the front desk. Gatekeeper is Dave Zinn, the webmistress Bridget from upstairs. Alpha Broadcasting Marketing Guru Susan Don't F With Me Reynolds, executive producer Christopher J. Paddock. Smells Like the 90s is next with our good friend Buzz. And Court and Fatboy come your way this afternoon, 3 to 7. It is Tuesday, September 15th, 2009, and that is the frequency, Kenneth. As always, thank you for listening. Be safe. Watch out for snakes. See you tomorrow. Bye. I've never heard that before. Roadhouse. Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep is now concluded. Thank you for listening.